0: All right, Justin, and you can pick any letter this time because I'm fucking ready for the first time of us doing video. I'm actually prepared for the game. All right, let's go A, B, C, D, or E. 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 All right. You want to nominate somebody for the Council of Goodness?
1: Who's your nominee, Justin? Justin. Did you forget Are what he was? Or not? <laughs> Are
2: you gonna object or not? Hmm. No, um, I think actually somebody that you kind of mentioned in the conversation we were talking about acting before we jumped on, but um, is would there be a reason not to put Meryl Streep in this? I don't know of one. I can't think of one, right? Like, so so I thought I would hit you guys with that. And we haven't had a nomination in a while. I can't think of any time or if there was something done where her character was called into question or anything like that. You know, most of the time when I hear news about her, it's movie stuff or just production stuff or just, you know, she's, doing this or she's interviewing for this or that it's it's always just you know general media hollywood superstar stuff but i mean i'm I'm not saying she's a great person but um but somebody told me this and this is why i think we should put her in one day somebody gave me a compliment about wrestling and they were like you know I think that sometimes they just came up to me and just a fellow wrestler came up to me and was like, you know, I don't think we applaud enough people for just coming to work and doing their job and doing what they're supposed to do. And you never hear anything bad about them and they always show up and they're always just there, ready to work, they're consistent and that's it. You know, he was like, you know, uh, a lot of people, we don't give enough credit to people like that. And he was, you know, a long story short, he was like, Jasta, you're one of those people. You always show up, blah, blah, blah. I never hear nothing bad about you, blah, 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 blah. And he just felt compelled to say that to me. Well, anyway, I think we should nominate Meryl for that reason. Because it's the same thing. I never hear anything bad. She's consistent. She's efficient when it comes to her work. She's always respectable. You know, nobody ever says anything bad about her. I never hear anything bad about her. Um, And I think there ought to be a reward for that, even though I'm not always hearing, oh, she's just this extraordinary person besides just all of the, of course, compliments she gets for being a great actress and everything like that. Of course, there's plenty of compliments for that. And and, I mean, but as far as just how she lives her life or what, what happens behind the scenes, I never hear anything bad ever. So, you know, I think there's something to be said for that consistency. There's something to be said for somebody who just consistently, consistently does the job and does the job well and is one of the best and Seems very humble about it, and just continues to do their job well. You know, so I think she ought to be in. That's my nomination.
0: All I heard was, "I want to nominate Meryl because somebody compared her to me." Essentially, um, <laughs> no, I, I, I yes. get what you're. No, that's I point. get. I get what you're saying, though, Justin. I mean, in a lot of ways, that to me would imply that she is like, you know, a phenomenal actress, but kind of just a normal person outside of it, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, you know, cause like some people are outside of acting are just like these phenomenal people also. But like, when it comes to her, there's something to be said that, that like, like you said, I've never heard anything bad. You might not have heard the, these crazy stories of, Like her being, you know, the most generous person ever or whatever. But that's not, like I said, that's not necessarily a bad thing that you just hear that she's great to work with. That's a fair, that's a fair assessment because that's a good quality in people. You want to work with them. That's a good quality. You know, I don't think there's anybody in any industry or any walk of life that wouldn't want to work with somebody that they want to work with. And that can be considered a trait that is desirable in other people. So, yeah. I
2: don't, And, and, and a person just of her, of her reputation when it comes to Hollywood and a person that has been as successful as that, um, I'm sure that, She could, she could choose to be hard to work with. She could be hard to work with if she wanted to be, and maybe would think, well, it's justified because I'm Meryl freaking Streep. You know, (laughs) you're gonna do what I ask you to do. You know, if I have an opinion about something, (laughs) yeah, you're gonna, you know, who's right, me or you? But you don't hear those stories. You don't hear that. As good as she is, you don't hear anything like that. And I, and I think there's something to be said for somebody that good. I mean, she is ridiculous. All the awards, all the acclaim, just everything. I mean, almost nobody matches her acclaim. Like when, when it comes to just pound for pound, when it comes to an actress, accomplishments, consistency, you know, hardly anybody matches that. But for her to... Still have that reputation behind the scenes, or almost just not a peep behind the scenes, just seems amazing to me, you know.
0: Now, the only thing that I've found is that she there was some criticism of her with uh during the Harvey Weinstein stuff. Um, Uh-oh. No, it's, it's... People say that she knew more... Like, she knew what was going on and just didn't do anything about it. There is no proof of that. She has publicly came out and denounced him Um, and all of those okay. things. And like I said, she was just accused of knowing and not doing anything about it. But... It wasn't something where they also put viably any proof of anything that she knew, you know, when she came out saying like, no, I, 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 I did not know any of that stuff that was going on because she had worked with him on a lot of projects because, you know, she's considered a prestige actress and be what it is. The Weinstein company more or less made prestige movies you know, that's what they were, that was what they were in the business to do under, under that. Now under other, under Miramax and other things, they'd make other movies, but the Weinstein company themselves was kind of like the indie art house place for, for, for movies and stuff. But that's about the only thing I could find. Well, And
1: also, I mean, and I could be wrong, but weren't a lot of Harvey Weinstein's, um, the people that came out like they were really young when that when that stuff happened right and so she could have also been at that age where he wasn't trying anything because she was already kind of older and i don't know i could be wrong but well, I, that, it, that was my understanding
0: i well i think part of it is it wasn't necessarily age it was more of when were you established
1: fair yeah because she was established both yeah. like, not from him and sense, yeah. like yeah, that's she was too. already
0: an established name. So, yeah, he might not have tried anything on her.
1: Yeah.
0: And sometimes when you are that established, you do get insulated from stuff sometimes. You know what I mean? Like her publicist might have known, you know, her agent might have known. That doesn't necessarily mean it gets to her because people all the time, they they when you're of their status, they they insulate you from a lot of stuff. So, you know, there's that argument to be made there. But that's the only thing I've seen of her. But even then, the tweets that accused her of that were deleted. You know, so mm. that's about the only thing I can find as far as a controversy around Meryl Streep. Uh, but I just, I would personally say... I don't think that that necessarily, you know, tarnishes her completely in that regard. Because she just said, like a lot of her stuff was, she honestly was more or less that she just did not know. You know what I mean? and that's all that's all it
2: is and that's crazy because it's not like that was that long ago so when you look at her entire career which is what two decades like <laughs> like is probably about that right like it may be more than that too but still like two decades and that's it like that's the 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 only thing we could dig dig up is that somebody might have claimed that but then they erased tweeds and then she's come out and and I knew that she had did some um you know denouncing of Weinstein when everything happened I knew she was kind of one of those voices kind of out there speaking about it so yeah i i i agree with uh your overall assessment that i don't think that that would disqualify her from this? I still feel pretty confident about my nomination, but what say you guys? I mean it, are you not hearing enough of the good things or the philanthropy and all that stuff, or what what do you think? What do you think of Meryl
1: i mean i I would say especially looking at that stuff too. 20 plus years of a career in Hollywood to have like that be the only thing which was only just a rumor <laughs> and then apparently never even proven and tweets and stuff being deleted like that's an almost unheard of um track record in Hollywood <laughs> you know what i mean of like nothing bad and her status and like how many people she's worked with how long she's had her career i mean for nobody to be saying something bad about her is like yeah it's crazy um so i i would agree with your assessment and she just she comes across very professional and uh very classy to me um i haven't heard any bad things about her either and she actually seems quite humble from just you know other people who've worked with her in interviews i've heard them talk about and i think even i think i remember hearing um <laughs> uh some story about like Ryan Gosling at some award ceremony one time brought his mom as his date and like she was like freaking out cuz she loved Meryl Streep and i guess like Meryl Streep came over and like introduced herself to his mom and like had this conversation with her you know so she just actually seems like a very polite person you know a very nice person and um just carries herself in the most professional of manners in hollywood i think um you know she's a respectable person and there is a reason that after all this time i think that she's still a big deal (laughs) like you know there's so many other careers and people that have been in the business that long that people don't want to work with them anymore and that's why they're not really around anymore sometimes so the fact that she's still like actively somebody that people seek out to want to work with and do movies with I don't think it's just her being a phenomenal actress. Cause there's a lot of really great actors and actresses out there that people don't necessarily want to keep working with. So I, I would, I would think that your assessment is correct. Um, yeah. I think she seems like a very classy, lovely lady. So um, I say yes to that nomination.
0: I'll go with it too. Just because also, these aren't lifetime appointments to the Council of Goodness.
2: If something happens, can you can be, be removed.
1: Out. Okay. Okay. Fair enough.
0: True that.
2: True that. You could be removed. You could be kicked out.
0: You know? I mean, I mean what if she's in her about 70s
2: this,
1: at this point?
0: I mean, if we had done this, what, 10, 15 years ago, Bill Cosby would have been a unanimous appointment to the Council of Goodness.
2: Yeah. <laughs> True.
0: Yeah. Now, th- that is true, you know, that, but exactly.
2: So, yeah, it's not a lifetime appointment. So it's fine. Let's do that's it. That's true. And with respect to just one thing that Heather said that made me think of that is, um, you know, you always hear that that saying, don't meet your heroes because, you know, most of the time you're disappointed. But every story I've kind of heard about that with her, has always been a good one she's like that hero or heroine that you want to meet, that person that you look up to if you're an actor or an actress. like Every little story like that is a positive one. Oh, she was great to work with, or oh, I met her and I told her I was the biggest fan and she was so humble about it, and she blah, 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 or she gave me advice, or she... Gave me her number and, you know, told me to call her and I she would help me. You know, I've heard all kinds of stories like that, you know, when it comes to her. So, you know, maybe she is the exception to that don't meet your hero's rule. You know, she seems to be the hero you want to meet, you know. So, yeah, I yeah. forgot to say that, but you reminded me of it.
0: But yeah, so I think that's fair. I think we can put her in the council for now. Like I said, 10 years from now, we might have to kick her out. Who knows? We can kick out any of the people we put <laughs> in. Who knows?
1: I'm keeping a know? track of all of our members. <laughs> I'm adding her in.
0: <laughs> all right. Nice. There you go, Justin. Done. Good pick. I do want to go over a couple other little things real quick, though from some of the other things that if you had picked those. Um,
2: well, sure, sure.
0: No, no, no. And it's just because like there has been some crazy movie news this week. And I just want to talk about those real quick cuz I think those are uh slightly more interesting than the movie we're going to talk about today, so might as well. <laughs> uh so apparently they're officially done writing The Joker 2. Uh, what's it called? I don't know. Joker Two Something Something. It's it's the the madness of tours, the shared madness essentially, but it's in French. Um, like fully ado or something like that. Uh, yeah. that's come out, so that's a thing. And then on top of it, apparently, it's going to be a musical, and apparently, they want Lady Gaga to. To come be a Harley Quinn.
1: I had heard about that. And the musical thing too. I'm like. It doesn't make any sense. I'm confused. (laughs) (laughs) They're doubling
0: down on all the unnecessariness. They're going hey. We're doing a sequel. It's unnecessary. So we're going to make it a musical. Also become more unnecessary. And then we're going to have Harley Quinn in it which is probably going to be also unnecessary. Like just fuck all of it off. Just
1: like just the jarring difference in tone that it seems like it's going to be. I mean, it could be a dark musical for sure, but it just, the, the tone of it, I just feel it's going to be so different doing it that way. I just, it seems weird. And again, in general, they don't need a second movie of that. Like there's no reason for that.
2: And it almost just seems like a crime that Margot Robbie is still alive and well and talented and so great at playing Harley Quinn and we're casting somebody else as Harley Quinn. Now I get it. Lady Gaga is a good singer. Lady Gaga has done some good acting. Lady Gaga for a musical, okay, I kind of get that. But, man, it almost just seems wrong to cast another Harley Quinn when Margot Robbie is, like, would be so game to do that and can and has really just, I mean, she she's a perfect Harley Quinn, and it just seems weird to me,
0: you know? Dude, this movie's going to be some edgy neckbeard, dark bullshit version of... Uh, was a born a star, or star is born? Whatever the fuck the movie is called. Mm. That's all it's going to be.
2: You could be right about that.
1: Part of me is yeah. kind of hoping that Margot Robbie just actually said no. <laughs> <laughs> this is like, uh, why would you do this movie? So no.
2: <laughs> she's like, no. Nah, I hope that happened. I hope that happened. That'd be tight.
0: She's like, with the exception of the first Suicide Squad. My movies as Harley Quinn have been good. So why the fuck would I want to do a sequel to that right. piece of shit?
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, I just, it's the worst idea in the world. Just fucking terrible. And we're going to have to end up watching it because we have no dignity. So that's a fun thing. Um. Also, in other news, real quick, another short little thing. Um apparently Nev Campbell will not be in scream six because apparently she wants too much money and they don't want to put her in that movie because of that. That's dumb. Yeah. I also think that that's the dumbest fucking thing you could choose to do. Like, I don't know. She's the, the one constant thing outside of Courtney Cox's character. For the Scream franchise? She's been in all fucking five of the other movies? Like, I don't care. Like, I guarantee you she's not being absorbently greedy. She's probably asking for 10 or 15 million. Which, if you base it off the budget of the last movie, is a lot of money because the budget of the last movie was 24 million. She's probably asking for ten or fifteen. The thing is, though, is that movie ended up making 140 million worldwide. So if you double the budget, or you even do the extreme version of that, which is 2.5 times the budget, that would put it at what, forty eight, sixty million as your budget? Or you know, you'd have to make over sixty to recuperate costs. It made eighty. On top of that, Nev Campbell, in a scream movie, I think is easily worth fifteen million. Oh cool, increase the budget, you're going to make it because say you pay her fifteen million dollars. I'd argue she's worth thirty in that instance. Her part of the budget will be recuperated by having her in the movie because frankly. I've got zero desire to go watch a scream movie without Neve Campbell. And I feel a lot of people would probably feel the same way because it's fucking Sidney Prescott. And you're making a scream movie without her. I mean, she's the quintessential heroine badass of modern times horror.
1: Yeah. She's like up there as most iconic, like final girl for sure yeah
2: and you man it just makes me wonder what a lot of men in a similar position to this asking for that kind of money would they have the same problem yeah and i don't know i just don't know after five or six movies like would and you're the staple character in all of them would they have this problem you know
0: Uh, that's insanely reasonable uh, Matthew Lillard from, you know, the first Scream movie and more famously is Shaggy and a lot of Scooby-Doo stuff. Um, when he was asked about it, he said, did Tom Cruise take less money for Top Gun Maverick? Fuck no, dude. Why is a woman supposed to take less? Why would you pay her or why wouldn't you pay her more as the series goes on? And was Scream 5 a hit or not a hit? It was a smash hit. Did they make a shit ton of money? Yes. Should Neve Campbell be paid for the work she's done in five movies of a franchise? Yes, because she's a female lead in one of the most successful horror franchises. Accurate as fuck.
1: Yeah. I had read that too. And I was like,
2: "Hmm? yeah, he said it, Mike drop. He said it. I just, like I said, I see her being
0: a big chunk of bud, like of, of, of the success of the franchise. If she had not, if it was not known that she was going to be back in that fifth Scream movie, probably would have skipped it. I've got zero desire for anybody else in those fucking movies. I mean, there are two faces that are iconic about the Scream franchise. It's fucking Ghostface and Nev Campbell. I mean, that's like saying you want to redo the Terminator franchise and not have Arnold. like. You could do it, sure, but do you want to? As bad as those movies have got, it would have been worse if Arnold wasn't in them. I don't know, just look at Terminator Salvation. Yeah. (laughs) As bad as Dark Fate was and as bad as Genesis was, they weren't Terminator Salvation bad. I mean, it's just... To me, it's simple, man. Like, you know, you give her fucking 15 million. Cause I guarantee you she's not going, I want 20 or 30. She's not doing that shit. She's asking for a reasonable fucking amount. And they just want to lowball her. And I hope now, if it if it continues like this, I hope it bombs. I hope it bombs. So they come crawling on their fucking hands and knees back to her and go, We'll give you 20 million to come do Scream Seven for the love of God, please. Come save <laughs> this fucking franchise.
2: Yeah. Come save it. I hope that happens. I mean,
0: Neff Campbell is probably one of the most badass female horror people. I mean, maybe second to Lori Shroud. You know? Like, I just, I don't even know why you would want to. If I had a script for Scream 6, it was like, hey, Nev Campbell, you want to come to Scream 6? And she's like, nah, I don't want to do it. And you were like, we'll give you $15 million," And she was like, nah, I don't want to do it. I fucking throw away my script at that point. Like, that's the only way I think you maybe even kind of attempt something like this. Is if she just tells you no. No matter how much money you want to throw at her. Even if you're like. Nev we'll give you 40 million. Please just come do it. And she's like nah I still don't want to. That's the only way you attempt this. This movie. This movie made 80 million easy in profit. Easy.
1: Yeah. I'm looking at her. uh, Like the quote about what she said. And she said. um, Sadly, I won't be making the next Scream film. As a woman, I have had to work extremely hard in my career to establish my value, especially when it comes to Scream. I felt the offer that was presented to me did not equate to the value I have brought to the franchise. It's respectfully said, you know, it's true, though.
2: Oh, because all the values are, And that's their way of saying it's more about Ghostface than it is you. And we will see if that is it. we will find out. You know <laughs> we how we will for sure find out that they are wrong about that. You know
0: how you know it's not about Ghostface and it's it's more about her? Go watch the Scream TV series.
2: <laughs> Good
0: point. That's your fucking proof. <laughs> it's point. all about Dev Campbell.
2: Yep. Yeah, that's true. Yep. Good point.
0: Also, all I know. Is David Diggs' band, The Clipping, didn't do a song about Ghostface. They did a song about Nev Campbell. That's all I'm saying.
1: Right. Specifically, Nev Campbell from Scream. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> I mean, the song's called Nev Campbell '96. It's about Scream, and they st- it's about Scream. It's about Sidney Prescott. It's about Nev Campbell. It's about the scream movie and they still didn't go. This is about Ghostface. Right. It's about fucking Nev Campbell. Come on. I just hope somebody walks up to these fucking producers and slaps them. Just just a good fucking full-handed slap across the face. And then they go and they just look at them and go, "You're right. We need to pay Nev Campbell."
1: Right.
0: And then we don't have to have this dumb fucking conversation again. Because it's fucking dumb that we have to talk about the fact that they're doing this bullshit.
1: Yeah. Probably one of the worst decisions you can make in that situation.
0: I mean, seriously, at this point, it's like, hey, we're making John Wick 5. And you're like, oh, man, Keanu's coming back. And they go, no, we've got Scott Eastwood instead. Who <laughs> so the fuck seeing that? Get the fuck out of here. man! I don't give a fuck if it's the same writer, same director, same everyone else. You lost Keanu. Your franchise is over. Just call it a day.
1: Yeah, don't even make it. Just to be honest. Don't even bother. Yeah, don't even attempt that. Wait
0: 20 years and hope some other actor reaches his level and reboot We're it in. then. Just don't even try now. It's that simple. Live in a crazy fucking world.
1: Right. It's sad it that is that's really weird.
0: One of the craziest fucking things I've heard this last week. They want to make a screen movie without Nev Campbell. Out their goddamn minds. Anyway. Yeah, no,
1: it's a little weird.
0: No, those, those were just the other two little things I wanted to talk about. If you chose C or D, it was going to be those. But I still wanted to talk about them. So we did them anyway.
2: (laughs) Those were worthwhile. Those were definitely newsworthy. So I'm glad we did this. I'm glad we took this journey. Right. But you
0: guys ready to. uh, Move on to the actual episode.
1: (laughs) One hour later. Yeah. (laughs) It
0: hadn't been an hour yet. Only 30 minutes.
2: Um, let's go. Let's go to Jurassic Park World. Dominion Kingdom. Somebody Lost. I don't know. Nobody
1: knows anything but you.
0: <laughs> That's exactly how I feel, Justin. Right.
1: You are right, though. Those were definitely more interesting things to discuss. Cinema slayer, <laughs> slayer.
0: Hey, Cinefans, and welcome back to another episode of the Cinema Slayers podcast. I'm <laughs> Sterling, and as always, I'm joined by Heather and Justin. And today, we're going to talk about what we liked, didn't like, and everything in between with Jurassic
2: World Dominion. <sighs> Man, you sound so enthusiastic right now.
1: Taking one for the team there, Sterling.
0: I had to go for the same tone they used for the fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> We're also going to talk about the Jurassic Park franchise as a whole. We haven't really talked about that on the podcast before. So we are going to talk about the other five Jurassic Park movies in a more in general way. Kind of like we did with Ghostbusters. Kind of like what we've done a couple of other things in the past too. You know, we'll talk about the Jurassic Park franchise as a whole first. And then we'll talk about Dominion. I think the perfect voice to talk about Dominion would be Eeyore's voice. Just. Yep because otherwise you would have too much emotion and fuck this movie having any sort of emotion or depth or care for a beloved franchise (laughs) or anything like that god forbid this movie fucking try anyway uh I don't know I guess Heather what are your thoughts on, on Jurassic Park the franchise before we get into du- D- D- Dominion the franchise. What are your thoughts on it? Spoilers franchise. for the other five movies
1: right. at this
0: point. Fuck off. Like especially <laughs> the first one. If right. we're spoiling anything for the first Jurassic Park movie, it's your own fucking fault. Why are you even listening to this episode?
1: <laughs> yeah. Um. No, that's valid, but I okay the franchise as a whole, um, you know it it made me, I would say for the most part I cared more about dinosaurs in those movies than I ever have at any other time, you know. Um, the first movie completely, truly still holds up. <laughs> like I actually saw it last summer. A friend and I went to this like um, outdoor movie thing they were doing, and they showed Jurassic Park. And I mean, it had been like a minute since I had seen it. And I was like, "Okay, sure. And then I was like, this is still so good. (laughs) Like, And I knew what was coming. I knew what to expect. And like it actually started like raining in the middle of of the outdoor movie. So they had to move it inside. And I'm like, I'm still doing it. Like, I still need to see this. Like, I know what's going to happen. and I still need to watch it. (laughs) Like, it's still so good. That first movie is so classic so good like you can watch it today and still be like yeah this movie is great um I mean obviously that's there's not really going to be any comparison or competition even really with any of the other movies but um you know I honestly didn't hate the second one (laughs) I mean I think there's something about Jeff Goldblum's character and that in general that it just makes it fun to watch regardless. Um and you know it it was fine. It wasn't nearly what the first one was and I think at the time you're just you only have one other movie to compare it to. So you're like what is this garbage compared to the first one? But looking back as a whole, it's really not that bad in my opinion. The third one um I think I was a little like, eh, not older, older, but I was a little bit older when the third one came out. So I, I think I like, I don't know if I'd say cared more about the story. I, I think I just, I followed the story better. I think um, in the third one, just because I was older, you know, to be able to catch on a little bit more quickly with what was going on as far as the actual storyline. But it was, it was okay. I didn't hate that one either. Like, I don't really hate any of them uh they're not all good but i don't i don't think i'd say i hate any any of them um but i will say the third this third of the original set is definitely lower on the end for that one um i think and then yeah um what's the first jurassic world just jurassic world yeah that one is super good i would say that's probably the second best of all of them um, they, they brought it back strong and then it was unexpected because I even remember the hesitation when it came out of like, why are they doing this? Cause it's going to really ruin it <laughs> because like, how do you beat Jurassic park? But they did a really good job. They really did. I enjoyed that movie. Um, they made it, uh, they did a good job of making it more modern and things like that. And they had a, a pretty, entertaining and amusing story behind it um so yeah i think that that one was really good um then we get to fallen kingdom and man that's definitely on the lower end it is not it's not good it's um and you know they had like that small um small part when dr malcolm was back jeff goldblum but it it wasn't enough to make it me want to care more about that movie um, it was messy I would say it was messy it was it just chaotic but not in a good way chaotic not in a we're watching dinosaurs fight and the tense moments of people versus dinosaurs it wasn't that kind of chaotic it was just storyline chaotic in my opinion on that one um And then are we going into this new one or am I waiting on that?
0: Yeah, wait on that one.
1: Okay. So, yeah, I will say um, that gives it, what, five movies? I mean, I would say three three of the five are, you know, well, two of them are solid. One of them is fine and the other two are just not great, (laughs) but... Um, again, I don't hate any of them, but I do think just the potential of what the franchise is like, just I I think they they created something really cool from it. So, um, but yeah, I, I think obviously you can't beat the original. Um, They made a really good effort and they were really close on the Jurassic World. But yeah, there it is a solid franchise. If I'm going to rewatch one of them, it's going to be Jurassic Park. Um, or Jurassic World, but yeah, overall, I am a, I wouldn't say super fan of the franchise, but I will not, I will not say bad things about the franchise. I'll say that much.
0: What about you, Justin?
2: Uh, yeah. So for me, I mean, a a lot of those things that Heather said, I'm pretty much in the same camp. Um, the, the, the first Jurassic Park movie, just to me is unquestionably, it's a classic. Like whether you're talking about the theme of Jurassic Park is a memorable theme. When you hear that, you just, you recognize that. It's like one of, I would say, I would probably argue that's one of the most recognizable themes in cinema. Like you hear that, you know what that is. Like you just know, you, you, you know exactly what that is when you hear that um, like the, the movie, especially just being a kid growing up, like, you know, what, what kid didn't like dinosaurs or have just some sort of, you know, at least fascination with them or learned about them that they were interesting to learn about. They just look so cool and everything like that. I mean, Typically, if you ask somebody what is your favorite dinosaur, they probably have an answer. Oh, I like the Stegosaurus. Oh, I like the. They have cool names. Like, come on, man. Stegosaurus, Brontosaurus, Tyrannosaurus Rex. Like, those are just, I mean, everything about dinosaurs is just cool. You know, there's a mystery to them because they existed all these millions of years ago, but, you know, we've got these museums and places where you can go and see bones and all of this kind of stuff. And when you read about dinosaurs, they're just so interesting. And I think they're just, uh, oh, just in America, just really, I think there is just this kind of fascination with dinosaurs. You know, that's part of the you know, that's one of the mysteries of the world, you know, that we feel like we know, but there are unanswered questions, whatever that those they're just kind of one of those wonders of the world. So along comes this movie, Jurassic Park, where we have this story where the where where these people are getting to interact with these dinosaurs at a park, you know, imagine a zoo, but the zoo is dinosaurs. Like, I mean, you hear that premise, you know, you hear that log line. And I mean, who isn't going to be fascinated with that? Who isn't going to be thinking dollar signs when you hear that premise? Like that premise just says money to me. Like, you know, uh, so automatically that just seems like a lucrative premise. And then you tell me that Steven Spielberg is going to direct it. Just with his skill and his ability behind the camera. And so the first Jurassic Park is just the perfect storm of all of those things. It it just captured, it captures the wonder and amazement we have with dinosaurs. It captured it in that movie. The But it also captured the volatile, dangerous nature of them. Like what would probably happen if you had these humans interacting with these dinosaurs the questions that it raises about nature versus nurture and should we as humans always tampering with nature and different things like that so even that philosophical conversation is a part of this movie and a part of this film so that's in here you know and then on top of that just like i said Steven Spielberg directed he just did such an incredible job with tension of those scenes, I mean, there are iconic scenes in the first Jurassic Park, like, you know, the two glasses of water and the rumbling of the water in the glasses as the T-Rex is getting closer. And like, I watched the first Jurassic Park recently, so it's fresh on my mind. And man, the whole scene in the rain with the T-Rex and the back and forth and they you know, the the goat that was there for him to feed on, suddenly there's a shot of that goat and it's gone. And then you see the, the, the T-Rex swallow up the goat and then he comes out and there's the whole siege on these people with Dr. Grant and the kids and all of that stuff and having to try to get away from this T-Rex. Man, even to watching that today, you just watch it and you can't help but go, man, No wonder this is a classic, like no wonder people just really hold this so dear to their hearts because it just was like, it it, it was just everything. And for, and for what it's worth, even the graphics, like the, the, what they did with the practical effects, what they did with the graphical effects, it, it still looks pretty good. You know, there was a time or two where you know the special effects are a little dated, and you're like, okay, they they are not really there, or the screen, or whatever. But for the most part, I mean, I still like the way it looks. I still like the way Jurassic Park looks. Um, you know, um, w- whenever that Triceratops was sick or whatever, or I forget what they call it in the movie, but when when that um, dinosaur is sick and they're, um and Laura Dern is kind of trying to figure out what's wrong with this dinosaur or whatever. That scene where uh Dr. Grant is laying against the belly of the, tri- the triceratops and it breathes in and out and he sort of rises up with the breath. I mean, there are so many just like amazing scenes in the first Jurassic Park. So unquestionably, it, it is a classic, but it capitalized. And I think the reason why it is is because it just capitalized on all of those things that I named, you know, and then Sam Neill and Laura Dern just had great performances. I, I really like Doctor Grant, you know. I think that's a good character. So, um, you know, that that's the I, I guess you know that sort of will end what I say about um, the the first Jurassic Park. It's just even still today, it's just an amazing movie. Um, now the other two, uh, the Lost World and Jurassic Park Part Three. I'm not even going to lie. I think I've only seen these movies one time, like each, like I saw them in the theater and I was just kind of like, okay. And then that was like the last time I never revisited these movies. I never rewatched these movies. I do remember two more than I remember three though. Uh, Two, there are definite, there are still some scenes in two that I really remember. I remember them running in all of the tall weeds and the grass, and the rap- And you can see the raptors closing in. You can't see them, but you see where they're making a place in the grass as they're approaching these people. That's still a wonderful scene. Like, like that scene is a great scene. I want to say, I, I think this is part two. I don't think this is three, but I know that there's a scene where, like, the truck was, uh, or, or they, they, they had crashed. I want to say that they were in a vehicle and the glass is breaking below them. But then there were some, I want to say some dinosaurs above them. And so there's a situation where they have to get out of this situation and the glass is breaking below them. That, that was another great scene um, in the second film. Justin,
0: do you want me to actually explain that scene to you?
2: What was it again? I know it has something to do with glass. So they were in. Maybe I was. They had like that that
0: gigantic trailer bus thing, right? There's like that extra long bus thing, and that's the scene in the second movie where the two T Rexes come and attack the bus thing because they had taken the baby because they were actually like splinting the baby's leg, and so the two parent T Rexes come and they fuck up the bus thing, but they had put a winch on it to try to pull it back up over a cliff thing. And Julianne Moore's character like falls like down the bus and lands on the back glass panel. And that was that's they right. They to save her during that scene. Yeah, that was two T-Rexes was in the just, trailer bus. Yeah.
2: And wasn't it like cracking? Like, yeah, did didn't she, she fall she on falls it?
0: Falls like 20 feet or so, like onto the back glass panel. And at first it holds and everybody's like, oh, that's good. And then it just starts cracking from her yeah and then this like bag or something falls and it's like falling and she has to like grab this rope thing because if she doesn't like as soon as that thing hits it it's shattering everything so she has to like grab that real quick and then the whole panel shatters and and then they start climbing up the rope and that's when one of the t-rexes knocks the rest of the bus off the cliff and so they end up having to like just hold it as the bus falls around them so
2: yeah that's right yes okay now it's now it's coming back i've seen that movie so long but i just remember somebody falling and i remember that scene and um but but yeah so those are just scenes those scenes i think are standout scenes but again i think that when i think about this franchise overall and i'll get to more of the world movies and stuff but uh, unfortunately, this franchise to me is just kind of guilty of kind of using a lot of the same techniques over and over again. I think that that might be the biggest detriment to this series of movies. They a, a trick works, and then it's like, okay, I'm just going to do the same trick again, but I'm going to add. It's like a, a like a bad magician or something. Like he does the first card trick right. And everybody loves it. And he's like, okay, cool. Well, the next show I have, it's going to be the same card trick, but this time, I'm going to use two decks. Or this time, I'm going to use three decks. And he's not really doing anything different. You know, but when you look at, but he's doing a bunch of switching with these different decks and all that stuff, it might be a little bit longer. It might seem a little more complex, but he's kind of doing the same shit. That's kind of the problem with this series of movies
1: that's a really good
2: way to put it essentially because as he was talking about that scene and i and and you know i like the scene um in the lost world but as he was talking about the scene i was thinking about the scene in the first jurassic park and that scene is kind of a repeat of that scene where you know they dr grant has got the rope and you know the little boy is Um, or or the daughter is the little girl was hanging on to him and then they're kind of draped over, uh, the, the T-Rex pit where it was. And then all of a sudden that car starts falling and Grant has to swing over to the other rope cable to move out of the way of the car. And now I'm looking at, now I'm thinking about lost world. And then we kind of did that again, but this time it was a bus and it was just a little more extravagant, you know, more cards in the deck, but we're kind of doing the same trick. And if you think about these movies, that theme kind of repeats. You know what I mean? Even just almost like down to the formula. You know, we see harmless dinosaurs early in the film and then we kind of move to the more harmful ones midway through the film and late in the film. We kind of say those things. The oddly enough, the T-Rex finale is kind of a thing now. Like most of the movies, something happens and the T-Rex is either in a fight or has to have a scene or something like that. And you know that that T-Rex is going to do something cool and he's going to roar. And that's how this thing is going to end. We, we got to end it with the T-Rex roaring or doing something cool. Like, And when you think about all these movies, that is a common theme, like just over and over, we're kind of doing what the first movie did, but we're switching stuff here. We're adding characters here. We're adding things to the deck, but we're kind of doing the same magic trick. Uh, And so that's sort of how I feel. But I will say this about Jurassic World. I do agree with Heather. Jurassic, Jurassic Park and Jurassic World are like, to me, pound for pound, the two best movies in this. Um, And I think to to kind of stay within the theme of my analogy, Jurassic World redid the trick the best. (laughs) Like, I don't know, maybe this magician was better dressed Maybe he had a little bit, uh, his gadgets and whatnot were, um, he had sparklers and he had some fireworks in his show and stuff like that. He added a couple of things that maybe those other magicians that kept doing the same trick did, you know, they didn't have those little gadgets with them. So even though I know it's the same card trick, I'm like, eh, well, you know, I liked it. He had enough, he did enough extra me. He was enthusiastic. I liked the way he was dressed. I don't know, but I don't know. It was the same car trick, but you know what? I liked it this time. I was feeling it. That's how I feel about Jurassic World. It just brought back a lot of those similar feelings from the first movie. It captured that. It recaptured that wonderment and excitement of just going to the park and seeing the dinosaurs and stuff like that. But they use some good modern tools. It, it it was a little more, it was better modernized. It was a little meta, you know. I like the character, the um, the tech guy that was wearing the Jurassic Park shirt um in Jurassic World, and he was talking about, you know, any any then that meta line he had, you know, uh, you know, back then it was just about dinosaurs, you know, it wasn't about all these genetically enhanced t-rexes and this that and the other back then it was just it it was just the dinosaurs that was all you needed was the dinosaurs and i almost felt like that was the movie kind of making fun of itself like okay guys we know we we know that this is not the original but just bear with us but but it's gonna be fun we're gonna have some fun stuff and that's what jurassic world was it was fun it 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 um and then the the character Owen, is a good character, this character that kind of has this bond with velociraptors and stuff like that. He's one of the best things about the new trilogy of movies, because that's an interesting character. That's a concept that um we haven't that was something that the older movies really didn't have was a character with that kind of bond with the raptors. And so all of a sudden I found myself kind of caring about Blue and uh, you know Blue kind of that raptor kind of took on a personality of its own beyond what we had just seen other than just oh it's a velociraptor, it's a dinosaur, it's either eating you or it's looking cool. It it it, it kind of gave um, a personality and a, it kind of added a dynamic to the dinosaurs and the humans that we really didn't have. So I really like the Owen character. And at the time when I was just watching, when we're just watching the first Jurassic world, that was fresh, that was new. Um, and I think that that's the reason, another big reason why Jurassic world works. Um, Plus, just the fight at the end. The the of course the T Rex has to do something at the end, but that fight was damn cool, man. That that might be the best T Rex fight, honestly. Was with him and in that genetically altered. Out- I forget what they called that. That one was the
0: Indominus Rex.
2: Indominus Rex, yes, the Indominus Rex. Um, that was a good fight. I liked that battle at the end, and then you know, um when Claire lets the T-Rex out and the walk to get to the Indominus Rex and then they battle and everything. I thought that that was well done. That was, to me, that was one of the cooler times they sort of did the whole T-Rex finale uh, thing at the end of these movies. So Jurassic World is another one. I gave it a thumbs up. It's the same card trick, but I gave it a thumbs up. Um then we get to Fallen Kingdom and I'm just like you, Heather. I was like, (laughs) you know, we just spend so much of the movie. uh, Gone is the wonderment of going to a, an Island or a place and being, you know, fascinated with these dinosaurs and things like that. And I get it. We can't, we can't keep telling the same story. We got to find a way to disguise the same story, but kind of tell the same story. So with this movie, you know, we're trying to save dinosaurs and we're traveling and stuff like that. These dinosaurs are captured. Um, And I get what they were trying to do. I get what they were trying to do with the difference in the story, the change of scenery, Um, having our characters trying to do something different. But I mean, Fallen Kingdom just came off as so weird. Like the Claire character, I thought kind of completely changed. I didn't understand the her going from being kind of this corporate, you know, I'm a part of the Jurassic World and all I care about is numbers and everything like that. And I really don't care about the dinosaurs. If she was more about the work and the efficiency of the, the, the park or Jurassic World and everything like that. And I didn't get the sense that by the end of the movie, this character would draw the conclusion that I need to now save dinosaurs. I didn't really draw that conclusion at the end of the first Jurassic World. So I just found it kind of weird that she was just sort of this activist, like, oh, we have to save them now. I, if anything, you saw him kill all these people and all this stuff. I, I would just think that you would learn the lesson that they're dangerous and they are nothing to play with, and I need to get away. I just need to find a better job. A job that's not going to be jeopardizing my nephews and stuff like that. So I don't know. I didn't make the correlation in Fallen Kingdom when she was like, oh, I just care so much about these dinosaurs now. I'm willing to put my life on the line. I thought that was a jump, you know, movie to movie. I didn't feel that they justified that jump for that character. So Claire is... A problem I had in the film, and then there are just—and I won't sit, talk too long about Fallen Kingdom. But then there are just other things like there's a clone child, and um, and I won't get into Dominion, but especially after watching Dominion, I still don't understand the significance of this clone child. I think that the whole story could have played out, and this child didn't have to be a clone. Um. The and all of that stuff. I just didn't understand what that setup was in the Fallen Kingdom movie. Um, and and then it just it just felt devoid of like a lot of the fun things that makes Jurassic Park fun. I, I just don't think it had that. Like the auction was weird with all these people trying to buy dinosaurs, and those dinosaurs were severely underpriced. Like Raptor going for 10 million. $10 $10 million for a Raptor. That's it. Like th- that didn't even seem, they didn't even seem priced right. Or like, or like $100,000, like the bidding starts at 10 million. Or then I think the highest one of them got was like, what, two or three hundred three hundred million. That seems super low for like a dinosaur, a dinosaur. So I didn't even like agree with that. And then the whole fight in front of the auction members was weird. I don't know. That movie was strange, bro. Like, mm-hmm. uh, needless to say, I didn't like it. Um, and then, of course, we got Dominion. So coming out of that, the, the last sa- thing I'll say on it. So coming out of Fallen Kingdom, didn't really like it. And I was like, well, that was pretty bad. No way that Dominion can be worse than this. That was sort of how I left. how I left that movie. I was like, you know what? There's no way that Dominion's not going to be that that Dominion can be worse than this. They're bringing back a lot of the original characters. Doctor Grant is coming back. Laura Dern is coming back. You know they're going to have all of the. We're going to see all these characters get to interact with each other. The old and the new are all going to come together and interact in Dominion. So there's no way it can be worse, right? And that's sort of how I left uh, the Fallen Kingdom, and I'll leave it at that.
0: I've got a long and storied history with the Jurassic Park movies. You know, like everybody said, and like everybody does, like, of course I love Jurassic Park. We all love Jurassic Park. Like it's, it's, it's an instant movie classic. It just, as soon as that movie came out, it was instantly in like the top, whatever movies that you ever need to watch in your life ever. And it still is. It still is. I literally finished watching that movie before we jumped on this call to do this episode. It is still up there. It still holds up, still a classic. But you know, when it comes down to it though, I mean I, that's I mean that's what I'll say about that. It's just that movie holds up. It still does. still fantastic. When you start looking at some of this other stuff, though, when you go into Jurassic World Lost World or Jurassic Park Lost World, I really, really enjoyed that movie, too. Up until the end. I don't like the end of that movie. I don't, I don't like the whole T-Rex pulling a Godzilla running around. I think it was San Diego. I don't like it, but I loved the rest of the movie. I do kind of agree with Justin. Yeah. Does it play some of the same tricks as the first movie, but just a little bit on a grander scale? Yeah. You know, instead of one T-Rex destroying a car, it's two re- T-Rexes destroying a trailer bus off a cliff. But you know what? I still liked it. You know, uh, there's another scene to me that's super iconic that Justin may have forgotten about, but there's a scene where they all run under a, uh, a, a waterfall and the T Rex is hunting them, and the T Rex can't find them completely. But it sticks its snout under there and it starts licking, like to find people and stuff. And I was like, "That's a super oh, yeah. cool scene." Even this oh, yeah. utterly ridiculous scene where Jeff Goldblum's daughter gymnastic kicks a Velociraptor through a window into some spikes below. You know what? Fuck it. I loved it. It's fantastic. You know
2: <laughs> why though? <laughs> Because they
0: kicked her off the gymnastics team, Jastin. Come on, loved it. Loved that scene though. Redemption. Because it's 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 one of those weird scenes where it's like just the, a human getting one up on a dinosaur. So it's like that cool, of, like a look, a little cool concept, you know. Super loved it. And then you know T Rex running around the town, and I'm like, oh my god, this is dumb. Um, I used to hate Jurassic World three. I've I've drastically softened. On Jurassic World 3. Because. At the time. It was obviously the worst of the three. You know. Big dip in quality. And all kinds of stuff. But that's just because I didn't realize. How bad. A Jurassic Park movie could get. And then you go back. And you watch it. And you're like. No it kind of understood the assignment. You just want to see some dinosaurs. And some people. And some death. And. You want to see that shit? Okay, cool. It, it gives you that, you know. So I'm like, okay, it, you know, way better than some of the other ones. I'm kind of like you guys, though. I do, I do think Jurassic World's fantastic, you know. And I, I agree, Jess. I like, I like a lot of the meta-ness of it when they're like, oh, d- dinosaurs aren't cool enough anymore. We have to up the stakes. You know, and everybody that deals with dinosaurs, like, actually deals with them is like, no, dinosaurs. You know, I so I like the meta-ness of some of that, too. I I agree. I com- completely think it's fantastic when it comes to that. Uh, and as much as I thought it was ridiculous that, you know, somebody's like, oh, trained raptors and all this other stuff. When you see it in the movie, it, it they do a good enough job of making it feel okay. It doesn't feel dumb, you know, so I I truly think they did a fantastic job in Jurassic World, you know, because they did add enough awe and spectacle to it to kind of be nice, you know, so I liked it. And then you get to Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, which to me is like a tale of two movies because it is two movies that they literally split almost they 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 take the 2 hour runtime and it's like they cut it just in half and it's two different movies that don't blend together and neither one's complete you know the first half of the movie is they're saving the dinosaurs i really enjoyed that part i i think it's super fantastic you know, because it's the same thing I really loved about Jurassic World. I mean, I'm sorry, uh, Lost World. And what I think has continued a little bit better, or continued okayly in Jurassic World 3. It's just the idea of an island with dinosaurs that are roaming loose. And so I like the idea of people going there and having to save them. And But you just see dinosaurs everywhere. There's no security measures. There's none of that shit. You're walking around, dinosaurs there. You got to be careful. Dinosaurs are everywhere. I, I thought that that was fantastic. I loved that idea. And I liked the little part we got. But it's only the first hour of the movie. And then they decide to then take it and make it a weird. Monster. Stalking movie in a house. For the second half of the movie. With the clone girl. That makes no sense. I didn't have as much of a problem with the auction as Justin did. Uh, I do agree the prices were way too low for dinosaurs. I agree. You know, you, I, even a compy should just be a million for a compy. One little yeah. lizard chicken fuck. That's still a cool meal, right? Like cool meal, right there, for just one yeah. of the little chicken fuckers. Like I mean, easily, Triceratops on its worst day, seventy-five mil. Like a Triceratops missing a horn is still sixty. Like, because it's a fucking Triceratops. <laughs> yeah, you know, like it's it's fucking bonkers what they were doing in that. You know, but I I, I think that that movie just didn't know what it wanted to do. It was two different movies. It didn't blend them together. And I think a lot of the problems in that movie led to a lot of the problems in in this one because of the bullshit of the clone girl. Cause they had to shoehorn that more into the next fucking movie, which means to me, they didn't learn the lessons that Jurassic world completely commented on, which was fuck all this other shit. It really is about the dinosaurs. And then literally the next movie, they went, man, you remember when we said that in the last movie? We're like, yeah, we're like, we can't wait to see more of that shit. And they went, we lied. (laughs) You get half a movie of that. The rest of this is back to the genetically altered and genetic sci-fi bullshit that we were making fun of in the first movie. And they did the entire second half of the movie that and then a slight spoiler for this movie and then they went, you know what the next one's going to be all that fuck everything about the other six. It's all that now man this franchise just lost its goddamn mind and so I like, you know, I love the first one. I really like the second one for like with the exception of like the last 20 minutes I'm pretty okay with the third one at this point. Really like Jurassic World. And I am just genuinely disgusted in the last two. And now one thing I bring up that neither one of you brought up, which just shows how much of these I've fucking watched and how many times I've watched them. You were talking about doing the same things over and over again and all this other stuff. Why did nobody comment that every one of these movies has to have a climactic scene in just monsoon rain conditions?
2: Yep, that's true. Every single there, one trick. of them does it. There's another trick in the bag. Every single one of them has that.
0: Just That is true. Monsoon rain conditions, we has to have a scene. Come on. Because it doesn't matter where they're at. I kind of get it in Costa Rica. You know, that's that rainforest type of climate. I kind of get it. But then... Spoiler alert for the last one. They're in fucking Italy. Raining. Just a monsoon <laughs> storm in the middle of Italy. Just. Fuck. Just so much rain. So much rain. But yeah. No. Fuck, dude. I love the first one, though. And it still looks good. It looks good why are there movies being made in 2022 that don't look as good as that fucking movie because
2: it looks yeah good after all this time when did that movie come out in the 92
0: 93
2: yeah yeah 93 man that that's so many years ago and it's still
1: almost 30 great.
2: that's crazy yeah. There are movies two years ago that <laughs> that look terrible now. <laughs> Three years ago that look terrible now. It's crazy. I mean,
0: they did such a good job
2: of blending animatronics,
0: stop motion, and computer. Like, that's the thing, is a lot of people think that these were actually computer generated dinosaurs, and they're not. There was a form of stop motion technology that they were gonna use at the time. And it would have looked kind of, it would have looked okay. But what they did in this movie is they just kind of computer enhanced that. So they were still using like a solid real world reference and and just animating that and enhancing that instead of just generating from the ground up dinosaur, you know. Now I will say this: I will give Jurassic Park, or the, the, the whole Jurassic Park, Jurassic World franchise. I will give them credit for typically looking good, though. All the movies typically look good. You know, even the the ones I don't like. Typically, the the, the dinosaur model, models are pretty solid. You know, like they're still they're 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 good at least visually speaking. They don't really, you know, ruin themselves or anything. So I'll give them credit for that. Also, one thing I do think that's underrated about Jurassic World is I like that they fix the inaccuracies of the Jurassic Park franchise in Jurassic World. Because Dr. Henry Wu has that line, none of these are real. You know, this is, none of these are accurate to what these dinosaurs were. You wanted us... To make them what people thought they were, you know, you wanted us to, you wanted them to be bigger, you wanted them to be scarier, you wanted bigger claws, this, that, you're like, you know, you wanted that. You know, I loved that they did that because it was like what, like an actual raptor, is about the size of a turkey. So big a Velociraptor is is a turkey. Um, there's like I think the the word or the the but the raptors in the movie are more closer to are like called like a Dionysus or something like that. Um, and about two years after the first Jurassic park came out, they actually found a raptor though. It was actually about that size. It was actually more closely akin to those. And it's got some weird name that has like still, still Bergio or something like that. They partially named it after Spielberg, um, because of the Jurassic park franchise. Um, and that would be, that'd be more accurate to what they are and stuff like that. But Nobody gives a fuck about accuracy. You know what I mean? And, you know, so, but I like that they comment on that in the last one. Like, these aren't velociraptors. These are what you wanted velociraptors to be. You know? And so, like, I I thought that that was cool that they did that. It just explains away the inaccuracies in a very realistic way, too. That would be accurate. Nobody would really want to see a bunch of fucking feathered dinosaurs running around. I mean, you should, because you know, they're still fucking dinosaurs. I don't give a fuck if they've got feathers or not. it's still a goddamn dinosaur. You'd be amazed.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's the epitome of fix the problem with one line of dialogue that we've talked about in other things. Yeah.: <laughs> And
0: it was just smart that they did that, you know what I mean? Just smart that they had the wherewithal to even do that. Like I said fixes so many problems and some of it was that they just genuinely didn't know some of the stuff back then you know what i mean like the brachiosaurus isn't a real thing like it's actually a different dinosaur that they mix some parts up with you know little things like that so but you know super cool that they you know that they had the wherewithal to change that so you know Like I said, I've seen these movies a ton, tons and tons of times. And weirdly enough, the only one I've seen twice is Fallen Kingdom. Every other one of these I've seen easily, probably 20 plus times. Because Jurassic Park movies are just, they're fun background movies for me. Or they're just fun. I want to feel good movies. Like there's just something about that first Jurassic Park where I'm like, I just want to feel good again. You know, you want to like, and it's weird that watching a dinosaur's murder a bunch of people makes me feel good. But it just like to me, that's the movie that reminds me of simpler times.
1: And you know know? what it is like that is also like the definition of like just movie magic for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. but Like I just
0: sometimes I want to feel like a seven year old and have no responsibilities or care in the world. So I want to watch some Jurassic Park. You know, and it still does it. Yep. Mm -hmm. The only reason why I have any sort of energy right now is because I watched Jurassic Park before we started recording. Other than that, I probably should have ate myself into a coma because the amount of food I ate before we recorded also was absurd. I ate like Dwayne the Rock Johnson on a cheat day. Oh, man. (laughs) I I don't know why I felt I felt frivolous tonight. So I ordered I ordered Outback for delivery, dude. I got me eleven ounce sirloin. I had a fucking full thing of mashed potatoes. I got a side of their Tasmanian chili because it's a new one to try it. It's all right. It's all right. I <laughs> mean, some Tasmanian chili. But then I so I ate all that. But I also ate the whole loaf of bread by myself and a whole Bloomin' onion
2: by myself. <laughs> God. That is so impressive, man. That oh boy feasted. I did. It might have been it might have been uh, you know, um just overeating because to feel good because of after Dominion. Like how close <laughs> was how close was this to after you saw Dominion?
0: Oh, I saw Dominion like five days ago.
2: Okay, so, yeah, so yeah, you needed the food, well,
0: but <laughs> I watched it. Fallen Kingdom again four days ago. That might be more accurate as to why I yeah, feel bad. Yeah. <laughs> I watched Fallen Kingdom four days ago, still reeling from that one, <laughs> especially when you know it's gonna be bad, like when you watched Fallen Kingdom, you didn't know yet you hadn't seen it yet, so you watched Fallen Kingdom and then Dominion back to back, like in back to back days or whatever, right, like really close proximity to each other. Yeah, so you went into those not knowing. I watched Dominion and then went, Man, I should probably watch Final Kingdom again, I guess. And then went and watched it the next day, knowing full and damn well what it was. It hits a little harder that way, like, it's just that much, like, just a little bit worse when you know it's that piece of shit that you're about to watch, <laughs> and then you watch it.
1: I like the idea that you were just like, I'm about to watch an epic movie tonight and I just want a feast of goodness with it.
0: I did. I was just craving a fucking steak. I just wanted to steak. And so and then I was like, well, if I'm going to eat a steak, I need some deep fried onions. So I eat those <laughs>
1: like you do, of course.
0: <laughs> Naturally, the perfect side to a steak, right? deep fried onions. <laughs> so good and they and they cared so little about when they put it in the container there was like a pool of grease at the bottom of my fucking awesome or my blooming onion because they didn't drain it right before they put it in the to-go container they just went straight in oh it was so good (laughs) just that extra (laughs) cholesterol man so like those last little onion strips Had been sitting in it for a little while. So they were like crispy (laughs) and mushy all at the same time. Oh, it was great. God, I love America. That's all I got to say about that. (laughs) uh, I was about to say recommendations and scores. Fuck. No, we haven't even started on this goddamn movie. We haven't even started it yet. Fuck, you ready for this? Let's do it. Let's go. That's it. That's their Jurassic Dominion noise. You know, I'll go ahead and say so I'll start this. Man, fuck this movie. Um, you know the the you know everybody came back, and that was cool. And that's where the coolness kind of ceases to like exist. I didn't really like anything fucking else in this movie. I mean, Jeff Goldblum was Jeff Goldbluming around. Laura Dern running around being Laura fucking Dern. Sam Neill looking like a silver fox. Sam kneeling about. You know, and then the other people. You know, Chris Pratt was in it. Dallas Bryan Howard. They, she was in it, whatever. they were, they were, they're fine. But after Fallen Kingdom, I really didn't give a fuck if they came back to a movie or not. But they did. Yeah, and that kind of ceases to be the coolness of this movie. Everything about this movie outside of that is either in the trailers or just rehashing other bullshit. That's it. It's in the trailers or rehashing. They did not try for a single goddamn new idea in this movie at all. Like, they want you to think they did. They went, they're like dinosaurs are in the real world now. It's going to get fucking real. No, it really didn't. You know, the raptors and the the carnosauruses, I think that's what they were. They might have been allosauruses. Anyway, those fucking things running around Maltese. Was that not the same goddamn thing as the end of Lost World? It's the same fucking thing. Oh, Raptors in a fucking motorcycle. Wait, where have I seen that before? A scene in some rain. Oh no. Just all the fucking newness. The what I think the coolest scene in the movie they give away in the trailer, and it's also in the first fucking 15-30 seconds of the movie. I genuinely think. That what's it the the Mesosaurus the Mesosaur the fucking fish fuck that guy yeah the fish fuck guy him attacking that ship genuinely was probably the coolest scene in this fucking movie to me and it's in the trailer and it's also at the beginning of the movie and you're not surprised by it because in the trailer you see it attacking a crabbing vessel so when you see a crabbing vessel at the beginning of this movie. You just know what the fuck's about to happen. If you at least didn't put that scene in the trailer... It could be... I could You could at least argue that maybe... Like a, 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 a pterodactyl or a pterodon or something like that's gonna fucking come attack it or something. You know what I mean? You could argue that maybe something else. Even if you know that that's what's coming, if you just haven't seen it before... You still kind of would get a little hyped. You know what I mean? If Even if you're just gonna go... Oh, this is the middle of the ocean. You know what's about to happen. As long as you hadn't seen it in the trailer, you could get a little pumped. You just can't. And like, it's not even a spoiler. It's the first 30 seconds and it's the trailer. And that's the sad thing. I've given away plot points of this movie and I haven't said anything that's not in the fucking trailer. That's it, Chasten. Go or your spoiler-free thoughts.
2: Yeah, the the word that I just keep coming back to with Dominion is just disappointing. Like, I I can't I won't go into the details here. I'll save it for the spoiler. But I felt like the in in Fallen Kingdom it was building to something, and by the end of Fallen Kingdom, my expectation was when I saw what happened and. The, the the dinosaurs are running free in the city. In, in the city where we were. Weren't we in, like, what, California or something? Where were we?
0: I don't... Arizona? No, there were trees. I don't fucking remember.
2: Was it... I want to say it was Cali. But 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 I could be wrong about that. I don't want to say the you're mansion right. was in Cali, yeah. but... Yeah, yeah. So, these dinosaurs are running free in California. So... You show me dinosaurs rutted free in California. And so, th- with that comes some expectations. And I'm like, oh man, I can't wait to see how Dominion is going to start. I can't wait to see what they do with this premise of these dinosaurs just running amok in the city and all of this kind of stuff. And all you're bringing back all the original cast. Oh man, it, 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 I just. My my imagination, and I guess that's why that's the double-edged sword of my imagination and my ambition sometimes, because sometimes I would just overhype the up, an upcoming film in my head. I'll have all these possibilities and things in my head like, oh man, surely some of those things will happen. And then, unfortunately, it was just kind of what Sterling said, just... It's you know I got to the show and it was just that same damn magician man you know being like okay man here's this card trick let's do it again but I got six decks this time and I'm like man dude nah man I'm leaving man and he's like wait you don't want to see the whole you you don't want to see the trick again you already paid and I'm like okay well I guess I'll stay and watch the trick one more time you know
0: Northern California you were you were right.
2: It okay. Northern California, okay. California
0: is where Lockwood Manor is supposed to be.
2: Okay. Cool. Perfect. So, with that, I just had expectations. And what I got was kind of the same trick I've been getting. And it just sucks that that's the best we could do. And then, you know, like Sterling was alluding to, I thought this movie was going to be about dinosaurs. And it winds up being about something else entirely under the guise that it was about dinosaurs. And that's just weird and strange when this is supposed to be like the ultimate culmination of Jurassic Park. And this is supposed to be just this final adventure. And man, it felt so far from that. It just, man, like, it felt so unlike a finale. A finale. I almost want them to try again. Like, it, it, I almost feel like a just a uh, j- just like a disappointed coach or something. Like, man, we got to get one more game so that the team just doesn't. This can't be the way we l- we go out on the season. Like, that's what this feels like. Yeah, because
0: that's what. This movie can't be the end of the franchise. Like, I can't cope with it being the end of the
2: franchise. Exactly right. That's how you feel. You just feel like this can't be the end of Jurassic Park. It can't. That's how I felt. It was that level of disappointing to me. And if you think that's an exaggeration, we would talk about plenty in the spoilers. But it's that's what it felt like. It felt like, no, this can't be the, the end. This can't be the way that this ends. It just can't. That's what it felt like, in a nutshell. What about you,
0: Heather?
1: I mean, yeah, I definitely cannot disagree with that. I think you said it best, Justin, like, it's 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 the same, it's like a one-trick pony situation. Like, they do the same thing, same setup in every movie, and It just it just feels too familiar. You know, it's it's like there's nothing new, nothing that really grabs you. There's no twist. There's no really real stakes in the movie because you've already seen this movie played out so many times. And what's going to happen that you're not concerned about the risk of what's going to happen in a sense. So I feel like that's their biggest flaw with this movie. Maybe this is an unpopular opinion, though. I actually do like this one better than Fallen Kingdom. I think that the story is a little bit less convoluted um, and chaotic. Um, not to say it was necessarily great, but I think just in general, the overall story in this movie, I think, was more interesting than the one from uh, Fallen Kingdom. Um, and that's just me. I'm not saying either one are great. Um, I will agree that it's a disappointing movie for a lot of reasons, especially because I mean, yeah, like when you see that that original cast is coming back, you're just like, oh man, like this could be amazing. And just the potential they could have had in that case, but it just turned out to be that this movie would have meant absolutely nothing without that aspect of it. Like that is the, only reason that this movie was not a complete bomb, <laughs> in my opinion. Um, and they didn't even do a whole lot of kind of like what Sterling said, like they were just kind of doing their normal stuff that they would have done. But that's part of what you kind of loved about the um, original franchise is those characters being those characters. And so that's why it worked. But yeah, it, it just was unfortunate because they. I think there were a lot of missed opportunities to gel the new and the old group of people together. Um, I mean, which they do, but they could have used it in a better way and a more entertaining way. And that was a really missed opportunity on their part. I mean, I just think more dynamic, even between like Dr. Malcolm and Owen, like that could have been a fun exchange and dynamic between them and um you know Bryce Ellis Howard's character with Laura Dern's character like there just could have been a lot they did have some but you know I think um I think that there just could have been a lot better opportunities and dynamics they could have created if you're going to bring back that original cast right so that was really unfortunate that they didn't do that and really the reason that I will say that I liked this movie even nearly as much as I did is because they brought those old cast members back. Um, Yeah, I just there there were just some things in it that I was like, what's the point? Why are we doing this? I also feel like it's kind of a bummer that some of the like random side characters they use in the other movies, they should have actually kept them here. Um, you know, I know we'll get into it more, but like the Justice Smith's character from the second of the Jurassic World movies. He's in this for a very, very short time. You know, he's working for the CIA now, whatever. I liked his character a lot. And I think that they should have maybe had a minute more. I think that could have been a cool thing. Um, the guy you were talking about in um Jurassic World, the first one, the with the t shirt, like the tech guy, he was a fun character. That would have been fun to bring him back for something. You know, I just think, but I mean, I, I don't know. They're not major people or major players, but they were at least interesting more so than some of the characters we did get. So, yeah, I think um, it was, I don't know, it, It's it's okay in the sense that the reason you like the Jurassic Park movies is because of the type of things they do in them. But when you've seen it enough times, you're like, I've seen this done better in an earlier movie that you've done, you know? Um, So that's really its biggest flaw um, other than just dynamics between the characters should have been done and meshed together a little bit more. But yeah, I mean, and I know there's like so many more things we'll talk about probably, but that's the gist of really how I feel. I just kind of am a little bit indifferent about this movie because of it not doing anything new that grabbed my attention more than the others did.
0: Uh recommendations in scores.
2: Yep. Yes. Recommendations and score.
0: Uh Heather, go
1: um i mean yeah i mean just because if you if you like the franchise watch it just because um just don't expect anything amazing out of it um if you enjoy the original cast or characters of people watch it um if you just want to see how they finish out this like last trio of movies watch it but um if you don't I'm not going to say you're missing out. (laughs) It's a very conflicting viewpoint (laughs) that I have here. I'm really almost completely down the middle with this one. It's just okay. Um, I don't hate it. I don't think it's the worst movie I've ever seen, but I don't love it. And I would probably not rewatch it for any reason. um, Unless it was just like to know what was going to happen before a next one that they do. Um, If I'm watching a Jurassic Park movie, again, just for the fun of it, it's not going to be this one but um you know there were there were some moments in it you know um and it's well made kind of like what you said earlier i mean they they make them pretty well um even if the storylines aren't great but i think just because the story the storyline and the plot of this one i liked more than the one in the second i'll give it a little bit more than halfway so i'm going to go with 55 um owen doing his standard hand gesture to Blue a million times in this movie out of a hundred.
0: Justin, what about you?
2: Yeah, I, I I, mean, I just can't recommend it as a good film. I just don't think it is, you know. It's, you know, kind of like what Heather said. It's, it, it's respectable enough as far as how it's made. There are a couple of action sequences that I thought worked uh, or at least were Kind of fun, or whatever there are some interactions with the characters, honestly, you said something there, and I won't like get into spoilers of it, but I think that that was something you pointed out, Heather, adds to my disappointment, like you had this original you had all these cast members from this this series, and it was almost like if the Avengers movie played and it took all the way to the end of the movie for the avengers to actually be a team and come together and all that whole movie was just these people doing separate stuff and then the last 10 minutes we put the you get to see the avengers team together that's that's a little bit I, i'm without like saying exactly what happens that's kind of that's a little bit of what happened here and i think that that was disappointing because what you paid for was these interactions with all these characters. You wanted to see all these characters at the same time interacting with not only each other, but with dinosaurs. And it felt like it took a little too long to get to that. Like by the time it was done with the narrative, I didn't care. You know, I didn't care enough by the time we got there. And then the narrative that it came up with to get us there just just felt so left-field without saying anything. And so I don't know, man. I just, I didn't find myself enjoying this like I should have. Sure, there were some fun scenes. I laughed a time or two. There was a, you know, when we finally did get some of those interactions I wanted, I liked them, you know? Um, It's kind of like what you said. There's nothing just super terrible about it, but... But but man, that's such a low bar when this is supposed to be the finale. It's, it's terrible for a finale, though. It's supposed to feel like, oh, man, this ultimate culmination. I'm supposed to get some big feelings from it. There's supposed to be an epic moment. And, and there wasn't even like that moment. What would that moment be? What was it supposed to be? I mean, I maybe it's something, some things that happen at the end. You want but, me to
0: tell you what the culmination was? It's a slight spoiler, what? but I don't give a fuck. When that T-Rex, <laughs> that T-Rex is walking by that circle, and he kind of makes the the Jurassic Park logo right before the final <laughs> fight. That's the culmination of this fucking movie. Is recreating the goddamn logo of the movie. <laughs>
2: Damn. Oh man, I mean. That that's hilarious, but you might be right because I fail to find that moment. You know, normally in a finale movie, there is the moment, there is the moment where it's like, oh man, you can think back and go, oh man, this was the moment where all of this happened. And you realize that's why we told this whole story. That's what this was all for. That this is what we were building to. Oh man. It's so satisfying because we got to this moment. What even was that? in this? It, it, it might be what Sterling said when we made the logo, and that, and maybe that's kind of ironic because it, maybe the moment is making the logo because we have profited off of this logo enough. Maybe it is. Time. If this is the best idea that we could come up with, maybe it is time to put it to rest maybe that that is just the ironic truth of it all is l- let's stop just sucking the logo dry. <laughs> you know, if this is the best we can come up with. So no, I can't recommend it as that, but if you're a completionist, of course you're going to watch it. If you need to see how this all ends and, and, and I'm almost hoping this is not the end for Jurassic park, Jurassic world, Jurassic planet, whatever the next series is going to be. I'm kind of hoping that this is not the end, you know, come on, man, let's do a three part Jurassic planet, Jurassic galaxy or something. And, and please give me something better than this, (laughs) you know, let's, let's go up a notch and do something else. I really hope this isn't the end, but nah, man, it's not good enough to recommend as a finale, but I know you're going to watch it anyway, so do what you do. Um, As a score, we're going to go with... I don't think it deserves 50. We're going 49 and a half. (laughs) 49 and a half. Where the hell was the moment out of 100? 100. Um, Heather, I was kind of like
0: you up until like yesterday. I thought Fallen Kingdom was worse. Until yesterday. I would just been sitting on this movie thinking about it and I kind of had like that kind of crisis of faith that Justin was talking about. Where is that finale moment in this movie? Like and then I start like I started going through like the five stages of grief. Like, I got into, de- <laughs> like, anger and denial. I'm like, this isn't the end. This is the gotcha. This is Dominion Part 1. We're going to get a Part 2. They're going to secretly announce for next summer and be like, gotcha, guys. Dominion Part 2 next year. You're like, okay, they're actually going to end it there. Okay. Like, then you get to acceptance of, like, fuck, it's bad. It's just bad. You know? And, uh, like, I guess my bargaining was... Oh, It's not as bad as Fallen Kingdom, at least. But then, like, no, like I said, I get to acceptance. Nah, it's bad. It's bad. It's worse. It is. Because I think the bar should have been higher for this movie than Fallen Kingdom. And so this movie disappoints me more than Fallen Kingdom did. You get to the end of Jurassic World, and you, you think about what the sequel could be. It could be anything. All, all they did was they, they escaped the island. The ending, the, the, So it's wide open for that. And they just dropped the ball on that one. But this one, they set up the premise of dinosaurs in the real fucking world. Dinosaurs running around, you know, traffic jams due to brontosaurus is walking by. You know, it's real life fucking Flintstones is what they set up. And then you don't get that movie. You get the culmination of all the 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 heroes of the franchise coming back one last ride they don't They don't do anything worthwhile without any of it so the 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 premise for this movie, the bar for this movie was bigger and higher, and it hit none of it. Just fucking none of it. To me, based on some of the things like that, you guys have said and stuff like that. You know, you were talking about like the importance of it being a finale and whether or not dinosaurs actually matter in this movie and all the kinds of stuff. To me, it's like if you get to Avengers Endgame and you like everything was the exact same Infinity War, everything and you get to Avengers Endgame. And after they kill Thanos, the rest of the movie is the rest of the Avengers battling the Smurfs. And that's it. It's that out of fucking left field. It has to do with anything else that the fucking franchise was about. To me, it's the same. I don't get it. And I just... I'm genuinely more disappointed by this movie than I guess I was Fallen Kingdom. And so I genuinely just... I i, I hate this movie more. I, do, I mean, I, that's I, valid. Yeah. I just... It had more potential. It had more reasons to be successful. And just succeeded at none of them. Um, I'll give this movie 19. It's about fucking locusts, not dinosaurs out of 100.
1: <laughs> uh, spoilers?
2: Yeah. Yes. Spoilers.
0: Mm-hmm. Like I just said, the movie's about locusts, not dinosaurs. Like, maybe the, the culmination scene, Justin, isn't the logo. Maybe it's the fire locust tornado. Maybe that was the culmination scene of this fucking movie. <laughs> you know, that really important thing to the Jurassic Park franchise, the locusts. Yeah, it was that. Jesus fucking Christ. What the fuck did they do in this movie? How did they go? Guys, we've been making five movies about dinosaurs. Let's change it up and make it about creation or uh was it fucking Jurassic Locust? Like what the fuck? Like in what universe does somebody write that down on paper and somebody else goes, yes. And then they make a whole goddamn movie about it. This movie's about fucking locusts. The villain of this movie is a goddamn bug. And it's a dinosaur movie. (laughs) That's why I said it's the equivalent of putting Smurfs in Endgame.
2: You've already already set up Thanos. It would be like like you start Endgame, and that first five minutes when they killed, that first ten minutes when they killed Thanos, and Thor cut his head off, that's it. That's it for Thanos. And the rest of the movie were fighting Smurfs. Exactly. That's what it was. That's what they did. That's exactly what it was. And you
0: just... And they just say the word Thanos throughout the movie.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're fighting yeah. the Smurfs. That's they're what like- it is, dude. That is so what it is. Because, like you said, they set up this whole premise of dinosaurs in the city running amok. Oh, man. That's the movie we're going to get. And in the first... Five to ten minutes, we see some news. We get a news exposition, explaining that all oh, that shit is all We're beyond that shit. <laughs> the stuff that you wanted to see, here's a little of it. But we're but we're past that in the world of the movie. And why did we bypass that? And was it, why did we bypass that for the locust? Was it just me,
0: or was the dinosaur effects in the news like overview a little bit off? The dinosaurs didn't look as good as they did in the rest of the movie. It's like it's almost to me like they made the movie and went, "Fuck, we didn't address that at all. Let's rush through and do this real quick." <laughs> oh, we're not done animating it. I don't give a fuck. The movie comes out tomorrow. Just it's <laughs> it, it like it looked like the fucking iPhone video game version of some of these dinosaurs in that stuff. I'm just, I, I i don't understand what the fuck they were doing with this movie. And like I said, the coolest scene is that fucking fish fuck taking out that boat. And that's the first scene of the movie. That is the coolest scene in this whole fucking movie. Because everything else in this movie is either a rehash about something else or it's a fucking locust. Because even when you get to the dino battle at the end of this goddamn movie... It's the T-Rex versus a big T-Rex fuck. I don't know. That was only in Jurassic Park 3 and Jurassic World. Yeah. And just like Jurassic yeah. World, you had to have another dinosaur help it. And this time yep. they choose the fucking Freddy Krueger turkey.
2: Yeah, the clawmeister or whatever he was, the claw Or whatever. What was that? It was <laughs> a fucking emu with claws. That you saw for 30
0: seconds earlier in the movie. And now it's important yeah. enough to be in the final battle. What the fuck? Let alone. It technically is the one that gives the kill shot to what did they call that thing? The Giganotosaurus. I don't give a fuck if that's a real dinosaur. It's got the worst name for a fucking final <laughs> battle name Giganotosaurus. It sounds like somebody making fun of something. That's not a dinosaur. It's a big not a dinosaur is what the fucking name of it is. Like what the fuck.
2: I mean literally that thing's only scene was oh look at those claws look at those talons and then he went he clawed that lamb or whatever it was and then it was like then he started eating plants and they went oh he it's a plant eater with hedge clipper claws or something I don't know. And then that was it. That was insane. And then he gets to come back at the end and help Big T. Justin, you you forgot about how he stared at Dallas Bryant Howard underwater.
0: You forgot about the stare down scene, Justin. Come on, pivotal to this movie. (laughs) Yeah,
2: yeah. And now he's the,
0: the technically the third most important dinosaur in the goddamn movie. like what the fuck was that and and then why did they do that thing of the t-rex and it just stare at each other afterwards and like nod in respect to each other and go their separate ways that's not how it would fucking work yeah they would get in a fight then you're right yeah i know why were they
2: acting like they knew they were being filmed like they knew
0: dude they nodded each other like it was a fucking samurai movie then they were giving each other honor and respect like it just like you know I was like, what the fuck was that and also I can't I honestly don't know what the difference in that fight scene was than the one in the Indominus Rex in Jurassic World I literally think it's the exact same film animations they just swapped out that they palette swapped the other dinosaur out And then threw the turkey fucker in. (laughs) Like what the fuck was that? And outside of that there was no other real. Iconic moment with a dinosaur. You had the flying dinosaur take down the plane. Kind of a cool scene. Also in the trailer. You have the feather raptor. That dives underwater. Kind of a cool scene. Also in the trailer. You have the Alan, or the carnosaurus, whatever the fuck those were running around Malta. Kind of a cool scene. Oh, wait. Also in the trailer. You have the Dino, Dynacchus Raptors or whatever chasing Owen through Malta while he's on the motorcycle. Kind of a cool scene. Oh, wait. Also in the trailer. You have the Giganotosaurus almost bite the clone girl on the ladder kind of a cool scene also in the trailer. They didn't do a fucking thing right in this goddamn movie. The only thing that was like, that's it. Like everything else is in the trailer or it's, it or it sucks. Like there are three things in this movie. It's either in the trailer. It's rehashing something from another movie. Or it's a goddamn locust scene. That's it. That's the only things that exist in this movie. And it sucks on every level of it. And then the thing that adds insult to injury to me is the final scenes of this movie where they were like, hey, guys, you know how you wanted to see dinosaurs in the real world? And we kind of just blew past that in three minutes at the beginning. You went, yeah. And then you were like, you know how we gave you a movie of just dinosaurs in a jungle like you've seen several times, essentially, for the rest of the movie and some fucking bugs. And you were like, yeah. And then they went, you know, we're going to give you at the end of the movie. A couple more scenes of dinosaurs in the real world from a movie you're not going to get to fucking see. Fuck you, Jurassic World Dominion. Fuck you. You bookend it. You bookend this movie with the only goddamn thing you should have made this movie about. And you put none of it in the middle of the movie. None of it. Also, how are there this many dinosaurs? They saved like 20 of them from the island. And there's enough just to run around the world? There's enough of them to illegally breed them? I know they're illegally breed them. It says that in the movie. But there's enough of them. There was like 20 of them on that fucking boat. They all fit under one house. Every dinosaur that's supposed to be in this movie fit under one house. What? (laughs) And there's enough to just run around the fucking world now? And also, once again, you have to have a T-Rex fighting in the rain. It's just another fucking scene of rain. Just all the rain. And on top of that, the only other cool concept that they truly kind of kept throughout these movies is the concept of Owen and Blue's relationship that exists for 15 minutes in this movie because Blue's in it for 15 minutes. Yep. (laughs) Yep. Fucked off
2: the rest of it. Yep. Owen could go get my kid. Then at the end, thanks, Thanks Owen, for bringing me my kid. Another head nod situation. (laughs) Yeah. Just... All that development with Blue. All of that stuff with Blue and that relationship and all of that building that, and that's all Blue gets. But... Hedge clipperosaurus or whatever that... Gigawattosaurus... Gets to be the star? Man, if Blue was a person... If Blue was a person and they were two different actors, man, Blue would be mad, dude. Blue would be mad as hell. Why is he at the end of the movie? He just got here. I've been in this world. Exactly.
0: Like that, that bird dinosaur. What is that bird dinosaur? Nope. Nope. The, the, the pyro is the, the, the raptor that swims under the ice. And the other one, God, what? See, this is so hard to do because I'm trying to like look up that one. So I typed in bird dinosaur, Jurassic World uh, Dominion, right? And so it starts with talking about the Pyroraptor, which is the Feather Raptor. And then it brings up the Giganotosaurus, which was the T-Rex thing. And the Ketsokotelus, which is the Pterodactyl one. I'm scrolling through this thing. And it took me that long to find the name of that dinosaur. This dinosaur is so important that they put it at the end of the fucking movie. But I have to read through five paragraphs to find out its fucking name when I googled bird dinosaur. That thing is a Therizinosaurus. Okay. That's going to be a great action figure. I just, I think that that's like the thing to me that like why I end up hating this movie more than Fallen Kingdom. You could argue Fallen Kingdom trying to go into the scary horror elements at the end of the movie, whatever, was trying for something different ish. Failed horribly, but tried. This movie tried nothing new other than goes, I want to disrespect the entire memory of the Jurassic Park franchise and why anybody likes these movies. And somehow this is the same fucking director that directed Jurassic World, the same guy that got it, that understood what made the Jurassic Park franchise great, in Jurassic World went, fuck all of it. Fuck your dinosaurs. Fuck your memories. Fuck everything. Here are some goddamn locusts. Fuck you. Fuck you, Colin Trevino. Tavara, whatever the fuck his name is. He's not good enough for me to remember his goddamn name now. I'm very mad about this. I don't know. Heather, you go. What are your thoughts? What are your spoilery thoughts about this?
1: Yeah, I mean, and I do get what you mean about, like, this one's a bigger disappointment, and that does actually make sense. But I guess for me, it just, it comes down to, like, if I were going to have to watch, if if I had to choose between this one and Fallen Kingdom that I had to watch again, it would probably be this one for me. I just, yeah. For, for that aspect entertainment value wise I just liked this one a little bit more but to your point it, it does make sense because it's like the huge letdowns huge letdowns huge missed opportunities in this movie especially as like the finale of it right so it, it's definitely understandable what you're saying to and I, I don't disagree with you um I I actually fully agree with you on that. I just, I guess for me, I just, at the end of the day, I would just prefer watching this one over the other one. But yeah. um, I mean, I think that, um, I don't know. It's just hard to really think of anything except for like, I I agree with you about the, the, the fight at the end with the dinosaurs where it was like, that is the exact same fight that we'd seen before. I actually thought that exact same thing. I was like, we've seen this before. Like this, this is way too familiar. Like this is the exact same thing. So we know how this is going to play out. And the only difference was when Sam Neill's character was like, oh, it's not about us. But if you think about it, I feel like in the other one, it wasn't about them either. They just didn't like verbally say that. Like... (laughs) Unless I'm mistaken, it was the same thing where they're just like, no, I just gotta fight this other one. You know what I mean? So it just it was the same trick, the same trick that they did in the other movie. And it it gets a little distracting because you're just like, How much money did you spend to make the same movie <laughs> and do the same scenes that you did in these other movies? Um, you know, and I think like there were not as many funny moments in this movie as I would have liked there to be considering who was in it. But um, I will say one, one person I did forget to mention in this was uh, the pilot. I think her name was Kayla. I did like her character. I thought she was a good addition because she was the one actually kind of bringing the funny for a lot of it. Like her character was just very confident and very, Smart and just this you know not afraid just very brave very like mission oriented in a sense type of person, and I think she was a good addition to the team, but again they the her dynamic was so limited to who she really interacted with um and that's really a bummer because I think more of her with them too would have just been very funny um You know, I I just think that she was, she was a good character that they did add, but underutilized. Like, I feel like maybe there was like a big deleted scene with more of her in it that just got cut or something to like make her a little bit more important that they should have kept in or something. But maybe all her
0: scenes had to do with dinosaurs and that's why they cut it out. They couldn't (laughs) fucking have that in this movie. Yeah.
1: Yeah. She talked too much about dinosaurs. So we had to cut that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but she, she was good and yeah, I just think that utilizing her more would have been a good thing because she was a really, she was a good addition to this movie. Um, and also, I mean, I don't know if I'd say the most realistic really, but just sort of her reactions to things I felt like were a little bit more how how somebody would react to that situation you know she's like all right well let's get out of here all right we got to go okay you know she was just very entertaining I think um my I don't know I think my and and when they brought back um Sam Neill and Laura Dern I did not care for that whole scene where they're like undercover going to try and get that sample or you know whatever it was I just thought that was super weird because these like renowned, you know, professionals in their fields are just fumbling about like they have no idea what they're doing. And I'm like, what is that? Like, that is not, it doesn't make sense with like their characters at all, you know, like as careful as they are around dinosaurs and as, as much as they know what to look out for and stuff like that. And they couldn't figure out like how to do this in a discreet, not crazy way. Like it just was super strange to me that they were just so fumbling about uh, at something that should not have been that difficult for them specifically, you know, and (laughs) it was just really funny to me. And, um, what was the guy who was helping them out? Ramsey? Was that his name?
0: Yeah, the guy like
1: that. that was kind of like showing them, oh yeah, don't go in this area or whatever, where you obviously knew they were going to yeah. do that. Yeah. He, you know, I couldn't figure him out for a minute because I was like, okay, is he going to like double cross? Because he kind of had that vibe about him where you couldn't really read him. And I mean, I guess it's cool that he didn't double cross. You know, he did actually want to help, but it could have been an interesting twist. to have something like that happen. But in either case, it's just like, (laughs) why I mean, why why wasn't he just doing what he would what they were having Sam Neil and Laura Dern do? Like he was already working there. And like why why didn't they just have him do what they had them go in there to do? There was no reason for them to do it if he was just going to be able to do it the whole time. Like He already works there. He already has the access, apparently. Like, why were these two needed to get that done? It was just very strange to me. I I don't... That's
2: a good point. Yeah, it was... I think that's a very good point. Why did they have to do that when he would have had a much easier... You could argue he would have had a much easier time doing what they did.
1: Well, and also... (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, especially these people who have clearly never really been in this area before. And like, they're even trying to figure out like where specifically do they need to go in this little secret area? Like, why are you leaving them to themselves in this very, you know, like secretive place anyway? Like nobody gave more guidance on that. That's super weird to me. Like, why was that the smart choice?
0: Well, and also with that, this place has hella security and all this other shit, but the badges don't tell you whose fucking badge it is.
1: (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah, like, oh, well, this person yeah. clearly was down here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're they're right. not
0: like going, hey, why was uh Ramsey, bro, why was your badge just used to get in this lab? Right. Like, they don't, none of that? Dude, the fucking key fob I put on my front door, I can tell you whose keys used <laughs> to get in my fucking door. Yeah. Yeah. I bought that fucking <laughs> thing for 75 bucks on
2: Amazon.
1: And this secret lab couldn't do that? Yeah, you're totally right. Like, <laughs>
2: And the plan was, I'm going to leave you alone for 30 minutes. and Y'all just go and do this. It was just so weird. He just left them. Yeah. Like like you said, he just left. And then they, they just had to do it themselves. And it's just, man, just the more I think about it, the more it just proves that you are correct. He would have had. Such an easier time doing that (laughs) if that's what needed to be done. If you just needed to go in there, get a sample of the locusts and all that stuff. And he was on their side from the get go. Why? You're exactly right. Why did you need these two people? Okay, celebrity doctor, you know, celebrity doctors, you know, they're well known. People know who Dr. Granny is,
0: especially in the world of Jurassic World. Like, Mm. Where they yeah. were famous in this one, the f- second and third movies didn't happen. So in the Jurassic World universe, only Jurassic Park had happened. So they're still one of the few people that knew about dinosaurs before everybody else. Like that's the thing is they still went through it before everybody else. They'd still and they even how many times in this movie did they go? Oh my God, you're famous here. Yeah, everyone
1: yeah. loves you. So we're gonna leave everyone you by yourself. You like your that research, would what
2: you did we read your book blah 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 how could they sneak anywhere
1: right like they would have been surrounded by people too much you know i mean and the whole thing about them going instead of ramsey it would have made more sense like if he was going to double cross or something he could have been like oh malcolm sent these guys down here you need to you know Get get all of them out of here, and like he does what he does. Like it would have made more sense if he was going to double cross them. For him to not be the one to do it, like at that time, you know what I mean? Yeah. Say
0: something like, "Why are you guys planting these locusts in our lab?"
1: (laughs) Yeah. And why do we have locusts in general? Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: Oh, that would (laughs) have been an an amazing line from him. What are all these locusts doing here? That makes no sense at this dinosaur place for us to have locusts. You must have planted them. You evil people.
1: <laughs> That's probably the line Kayla said that got cut out. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah,
0: she's, She would have been like, wait, why the fuck are there locusts on this dinosaur island? When they're like, oh, no, guys, the flaming locust tornado. She would have been like, wait a second. Why are there locusts in the dinosaur place?
1: Right. <laughs> they could have none of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, it just it, it was just a very odd scene like I get that they were trying to set up you know what was going to happen after that but it was just a weird setup for it and like just acted like they were complete fools and knew nothing about anything and like it was just very off-putting um with how they wanted to do that but um yeah especially
0: after the first Jurassic Park movie where they're actually together when you see them being insanely capable when getting away from dinosaurs right and then they're bumbling around a laboratory yeah it's a fucking mr bean movie
1: (laughs) that's exactly it like where did this come from like it was just so weird yeah but i would say that's probably one of my least favorite parts of this movie but um yeah it just I, i i do understand like we had to set something up but it just was such a weird a weird setup you know um and I actually thought for a minute that because I was wondering with this Kayla character, I was like, OK, so who is she? Why is she important here? I actually thought for a minute, like maybe she was going to be um, Dr. Malcolm's daughter or something, you know, where that could have been a fun little twist to be like, oh, we're working at the same place or something, you know, or like she's in on the inside and she's helping out with this stuff like carrying on the legacy or something. But um, but you said that the second movie didn't even like happen in this world right well
0: the second movie doesn't technically happen in this universe but yeah you could argue that the daughter would still exist he says in the first movie he's got three kids
1: and he said in this one i think five
0: yeah he's got (laughs) five now so but you would argue that you know for his daughter to be the age she was in lost world that he would have had to have already had her when jurassic park happened yeah yeah so you could argue that that yeah it could have been that daughter but like yeah. I said they technically got rid of the second movie because in this in this world there's no Isla Sorna
1: yeah there's just okay Isla and, and I had I had forgotten about that like when I saw this last movie I forgot that they they didn't care about
0: anything else so why the fuck not do it
1: <laughs> right yeah but um It just would have been, I don't know, something different and interesting or some kind of twist or surprise because literally nothing else was. And kind of what I talked about earlier, where there's like no stakes in this movie. It's like we know that none of the main people are going to die. Right. Like we we've seen this before. They're not killing off. They're not killing off Owen. They're not killing off um, Claire. You know, they're they're not going to kill off the little girl. It's just that's not the the norm for jurassic park or jurassic world from what we've seen so you don't really feel like any of them are really in danger so the tension of what's happening with these dinosaurs is gone um i thought for just a quick minute that maybe owen would die because he said that line of i always come back so i was like hmm that's never a good thing to say it but you know for the most part 98 percent of this movie i was like i think everybody's pretty safe you know Because that's just not how they operate. They don't kill off, for the sake of it, any main characters for whatever reason, which is fine, but at the same time, that means you're not worried about that at any point. Like, you're not worried about these characters. You're not going to invest, in a sense, in that as much because you already know that that's not really going to happen. So, yeah, it's just um, very standard. Very, like, run-of-the-mill of, okay, you're going to show us more dinosaurs fighting cool more people getting out of situations around dinosaurs cool but you're not surprised by anything that's happening and that's the that is probably the biggest fault with this movie um probably the last couple of them but you know um and actually Owen wasn't really like a main character in this one it didn't feel like you know they brought in so many other characters that were important you know in the original and stuff. He, I mean, he was, but he. It just felt like he didn't really have a whole lot of screen time in this one, as much as the others. So I thought that was interesting. But I mean, he still did what he was supposed to do, character-wise. But yeah, it just felt like he he wasn't really a main character this time around, you know. Um, I actually kind of argued
0: that there were no main characters in this movie. They were just that's also fair. There's just a bunch of characters.
1: I mean, but I feel like even Claire was a little bit more of a main character just because also they they go into a little bit more of how, you know, her relationship with with Claire and like how she wants to be her mom and sort of that whole dynamic of them. And it feels like it focuses a little bit more on her than it does on Owen in this film in that regard. Um, But what is the little girl's name? I forget her name clone girl. Um <laughs> she is I think she's actually kind of annoying in this. I mean that happens a lot with kids in like these movies, but I just feel like she was just this I, I understand that they were trying to go with like she's angry at the world because of what she is. And she's still trying to figure out how to come to terms with the fact that she's like a full clone of somebody else and she's not Really human, or whatever, you know, but it just was a weird, like, if these people like saved you and are protecting you from the people that are trying to kill you or experiment on you or whatever they're trying to do, and you're acting like they're just this inconvenience to you. And I'm like, you're such a child. I mean, and she is. So that's how a teenage girl would probably act. But it was just annoying for the situation she was in for her to be like that. Um, especially because the whole thing is she's not like normal kids or teenagers in the first place. So like she's just straight up acting like one when she, I don't think in a normal scenario would be if that makes sense. But it, yeah, well, she was just kind of irritating to me in this movie.
0: I mean, and I get that because like they do have the whole thing of, they have the interesting premise of if I'm a clone, am I, am I my own person? And you're getting that from the clone perspective, which you rarely get in some of these movies. So you get that cool existential premise that they do fucking nothing with other than they want to go use the tired-ass movie trope of somebody's adopted and they go, you're not my real mother. Because, you know, we don't have enough movies with that fucking line in them.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah. That's, that's about right, honestly. <laughs> but... um yeah, I, I thought that also the um, Dodgson, was that his name? Dodson the kind of the main bad guy, if you will, in this movie. He was an interesting character. And I, I don't, I'm not saying it's bad, but just sort of the, the way that he is. Like he was, he was a very awkward, very, you know, introverted, not good with people, not this charming kind of guy. Like he... He's not your quintessential villain that you feel, you know, he wasn't menacing or anything like that. He was just this normal guy that wanted to do bad things like it just he wasn't a very menacing. I don't know if I'd say predictable, maybe, but he just wasn't. He didn't have the villain vibe that I would normally think of for the bad guy, the main bad guy, you know, and that's fine they don't always have to be over the top in their villainous ways but like again for this being the finale of this movie it's like who's going to be the big bad of this final movie of this sequence of movies and this is what we got you know and it was just very interesting to me so it, you're right disappointing is a really great word for this movie and and I say this I say this but I still say you know what it was okay like what they did with it was fine. If it was new and it was original and it was stuff I hadn't already seen in the other movies, I probably would be fine with it more, but it's just more of like, it was okay before and it's okay. Now, whatever you didn't do it better, but you didn't necessarily do it worse. You're just kind of doing the same thing. So that was really the main theme from this movie when it came to that for me.
0: Uh, Real quick before you go, Justin, uh, a little bit of trivia about Dodgson. So if you guys didn't catch it, Dodgson is actually, this is not the first time he's appeared in the franchise. Um, the character of Dodgson uh, was the character that met Nedry at the place in Costa Rica to give him the barbasol can to steal the dinosaurs.
2: Yeah. In the first yeah, Jurassic the first Park. Jurassic. Yeah. That is Dodgson. Mm-hmm. That is okay. supposed to be
0: the same character. There's a reason why he was recast. Um, the guy that played Dodgson in the first Jurassic Park is Now a registered sex offender, so can't have him back. Oh boy, understandably so. Not gonna hit you on that one, but yeah, that's why. That's also why he was obsessed with the barbasol can, as that was the barbasol can he gave to Nedry, that they I guess somehow went found in the middle of the dinosaur island. You know, so that was that character. That was Dodson, That was literally supposed to be the same character from the first movie. So, and that's also why they gave him the Nedry death of going up against the Dilapasauruses and they yeah. killed him the same way, which I guess, okay, whatever, but also made no sense because all the dinosaurs were supposed to have been forcibly congregated to this one area. But instead there's fucking Dilophosaurus running around a tunnel just so they could give that stupid
1: death. Like, come yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. And not even show it. Like,
0: <laughs> what? And not even show it. Yeah. Just show him get spit on and then, you know, outside the train and hearing him scream. Oh, okay. Cool. I guess. Whatever. All right, Jess. That's all. I just wanted to throw that out there since she just mentioned that. And I forgot to mention that earlier. That's the whole Dodgson thing.
2: Okay. And, um, and again, you know, I didn't think about that, but there's, there's another trick that we, you know, are using again, the whole spit, you know, the, the spitter depth and everything like that. It's just, man, that they just re man. They just put so much stuff on repeat with this movie. Like, and, and one more thing about the, the, the Dodson character. Did, uh, didn't it feel like at towards the end there for a lot of scenes, he was just angrily reacting to things that were happening. And like, that's all he did. Not doing anything. <laughs> he was just, yep. it's why he was we're not there, a
1: good there. villain yeah
2: <laughs> yeah where are they they're in this location they broke free of that location and now they're in this location oh uh, you know i don't know i just felt like most of the time he was grimacing or sulking or looking down or sighing because things were going wrong and that was it you know like that's the best we could do i mean at least just, I mean, why not just go all in? Why can't he just be a villain that is just unapologetically, I don't care about the dinosaurs. I only care about me. I only care about my buddy. I'm only doing this because when they started to roam around in the in, in the country or whatever, I saw dollar signs. And that's all why I'm about. Why did he also have... Like every
0: plan he had was the worst possible plan. Like he's supposed to be the CEO of a big genetics company that was able to give government contracts to collect all dinosaurs in the world and all kinds of shit. But he had the worst plans ever. Like, Hey, let's release these genetic Cretaceous locusts all around the world, but they're genetically engineered not to eat our crops. Like that wouldn't throw up a big fucking red flag at some point.
2: Yeah, yeah. exactly. Who wasn't going to be able to figure that out? I mean, Laura Dern figured it out immediately, but it was like, but still, who wouldn't have figured that out? Everybody would have been on your ass. Like, how was that an effective plan? It's just... Man, like, that was just such a sad excuse for a villain. You know, it's just... And I don't know if they kind of wanted... Uh, you know, kind of like the the um the the doctor in the the first film where he's kind of got some intentions that are good, but he's misunderstood and but but at the same time he's got these these crooked things. It was like they tried to make him a little bit of both. He sort of kind of acted like the misunderstood kind of doctor person with geneticists with good intentions but then but then it was like they flipped it later and was like no he's a bad person but then at the end he just wasn't acting he acted so harmless and just so like insignificant he was just mad at everything that was happening he's so weird to me it was just such a weird character he
0: he didn't seem menacing enough to be a capable villain of anything.
2: Yeah, he just seemed like a bumbling man. Yeah, that's just yeah, and maybe that's why I was getting vibes of was he just were they trying to make him sort of a a, a kind of also a kind of also charming misunderstood? Maybe that's why I'm having so much pr- trouble with it because he just was nothing, you know. Maybe I'm just trying to make something out of nothing, but the truth is, he just really was nothing. Um, but like, and my goodness, this film had so many plot conveniences, just the picture that I saw, you know, the, 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 the child I saw, I happen to be in the place where you are. So you show me the picture. I've seen the child, the, you know, we were, I have no concept of where they were when they were on this Island doing things. And somehow characters are meeting up and meeting at the same location. And I'm like, and the locations don't seem like they're close to each other. It didn't seem like what these characters were doing over here, that they would suddenly meet up at the same location with these characters over here, but it would just happen, you know? And and it just, it never seemed like it was part of a plan. It just seemed like it all just sort of, a lot of times, those scenes just seem like it happened by chance, and it's like, how could you have crashed? Went here, we ducked and dodged this <laughs> sea dinosaur, then we're over here, and then somehow we wind up together. I don't know. It just I, I didn't yeah. understand. Keep how we the were plane all open. I know he's
1: going to be here, like, and he just <laughs> out of nowhere comes and up to the back of the plane, like what? Whoa. And then
0: on top of that, too, with some of this stuff, I mean, this movie is so poorly planned out that Justin just called the main location of this movie an island and it wasn't. It was a jungle in the middle of the Italian Alps. But, oh, exactly. <laughs> that's how poorly planned this movie is. Maybe I missed that because it's a fucking <laughs> island. It looks like every other island that Jurassic Park has islanded on before. Yeah. And it's a jungle in the middle of the Alps somehow. In Italy.
1: Yeah. Unless I got confused
0: by when they said Italian Alps. And they just meant some fucking island somewhere else. Because wouldn't an island make more sense? You know, to keep dinosaurs away from people? Yeah. Put it, I don't know, on an island. Not in the middle yeah. of Europe,
2: <laughs> yeah, my bad on that, I get but like you said, it just looked so much like just like it was an island somewhere else that I just maybe I missed that or it just went out of my mind because nothing I didn't recognize anything from where they said we were they but, but that they just, said
0: it at the beginning of the movie when they were doing the montage of Dinosaur Shit. And they were like, Biosyn got the contract to collect all the dinosaurs and put them in this preserve in the Italian Alps. Mm. But then once again, it's a jungle. It's a fucking jungle. You know, like all those classic Italian things like jungles.
1: (laughs) I honestly forgot that too, though. Northern
0: Italy like a jungle.
2: Yeah, like and then it just took so long to get all of the characters together so you had some fun interactions but it just wasn't enough by the time you got to the end it just wasn't enough you know there was that one um scene where Dr. Grant and Owen at the same time kind of say don't move i did like that scene you know the two kind of alpha male leaders that have kind of been those leader, you know, the 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 leader, the quote unquote leader men of this of this series or whatever. And I like that they at the same time tried to like administer leadership, like at the same time. And then they sort of looked at each other like, you know, that was kind of funny. And I just wish I could have gotten more of that. You know, I wish I could have gotten more things like that. But it just felt like it was kind of just shoehorned at the end, you know. Like, why did they make us wait so long to get the the Avengers together, so to speak? Like, why did we have to wait so long to get all of them together, you know? I, and, and maybe the thought process was, oh, we're going to get all the way to the end. It's going to be so satisfying to get them together. But no, it, it was just, y- you just, y- you starved me. And then at the end, when I finally ate a little something, it just didn't satiate anything. You know, I was still hungry. You know, you starved me for too long. And so I just didn't think that was as effective as it needed to be. And then you just also can't shake the feeling that we've just done all of this. Even though it was kind of cool, all of them, you know, getting to interact with with the big super genetic T-Rex thing and they're trying to avoid it and not trying to be aid and all of that stuff moving around the building and all of that stuff and they're all together that was kind of a fun scene with them all together but ultimately it just culminates to the same thing we've already seen and y'all've already talked about the the T-Rex scene so no need to revisit that but ultimately it just leads up to something we've already seen and unfortunately that's just and then this clone character, the child. And I understand in a lot of these movies, they feel like there has to be a child element. You know, that's another thing in these movies. You know, they try to have some young person or young people doing some shit and, (laughs) you know, either screwing up, making life hard for our heroes or, you know, we think they're insignificant, but they do something significant, whether it's a gymnastic kick or whether one of them can hack into a computer and unlock and start up the electricity on the wall. We got to have some kids doing some relevant shit. So I get it. This is the the same card trick, but like when she finds out about her mom and your mom wanted you and all this stuff, I didn't feel anything when that was happening. I felt nothing. (laughs) This character barely got here. Why is she getting all of this? I, I just, I, I don't. Am I wrong to feel like Why that? Why was she
0: the most important character in this movie when you have the three returning stars of the first one?
2: Yep. Exactly. She felt like the most important thing. She got that oh whole big satisfying monologue. Oh, your mom. And she, you know, before she passed, she had all this faith in you. And she had this dream of doing this, doing that. And I was like, why is this to become the most important thing?
0: And also, why? why did they have to tie her to Dr. Sattler's character of they met once, whenever she was like doing a lecture at her school, they had to make some dumb connection there right. to where she tied back to these other people. Like, come on. But going into that too, uh, something I forgot about earlier. Why did Dr. Henry Wu all of a sudden deserve a fucking redemption story in this? This man... Is a downright evil man with a a God complex in the last two movies. And then in this movie, he's just remorseful as fuck because he makes locusts. Was that the Colin Trevorrow like supplement in this movie that he was forced to put locusts in this movie. So he wanted this character to be sad. There were locusts too. Was that it? Was that Colin Trevorrow going the studio ruined my movie? This guy is me. (laughs) And he's sorry for the locusts too just I
1: like, like this i this reason am? i like this reason
2: yeah i like it that that, that is now that is officially what it is because that's the and only yeah, way it like,
0: makes fucking sense
2: yeah and all i could think in that moment was how does this absolve him from all these bodies all these people that died all of this how in the world is this a, how did he, how is he redeemed for this one action but they, but the way the it was produced, and the music that they played, boy, they really tried to convince me they they really tried to convince me, man, it was playing good music, just the bright the bright sky, the bright, redemptive skyline, and I mean, they really tried, man they they really tried, and then you see in an instant the the locusts eradicate each other, and you're just like, oh man, you know the They really just were like, see, isn't he redeemed? And I was like, no, no, he isn't. I I just,
0: what do you mean? I just didn't buy it. He was in a golden field, (laughs) like a Greek hero moving on to the afterlife of the Elysian fields.
2: (laughs) That skyline was redemptive as fuck. I mean, like if you saw that (laughs) skyline, I mean, if I walked outside and I, and I was in that skyline I was like, you know what? I have been forgiven. Like, like, I just, you know, I would like to think that when God forgives people, that he, when he does it, that's what happens. The sky turns that color and you are forgiven. Here's your I would forgiveness just like to field. believe that's how it goes. <laughs> I would just, I would like to believe that is how it works. That it has to work like that. You, if you are not forgiven until you see that skyline. That's the only <laughs> way you can know. That's the only code. That's otherwise you better keep praying. That's how it feels. Like that's that was a redemptive ass skyline, Sterling. You know it was. And it didn't (laughs) even show him have
0: a realization moment. When you first see him in this movie, he's just like, Oh, what was me, the locust? What have I done? Nothing. He just didn't even come out. Nothing. He just he comes in looking like a beaten man because the the, he was forced to do locusts. He might be Colin Trevorrow. He just, he comes in such a beaten character. Just so, so weary of the battles he's had to have with this, with the, I don't know, the, the other guy, the, you know, the other non-villain guy. Just who had beaten him down with all his non-villainry. And he (laughs) just had to, just, you know, had to make the locusts and had to feel bad about them. And, I don't know. And how does releasing one genetic locust kill them all? Like, yeah, immediately? How? <laughs> how do, how do you You're genetically idiot. kill every locust by just putting one next to them? Most of the time when you do stuff like that, the things they do that with the way they genetically manipulate it kind of takes several generations of it. Like there are some mosquitoes that we've genetically engineered to be re-released into mosquito populations that actually ultimately make mosquitoes sterile or I'm sorry, infertile. So mosquito populations drop down and that's how you can fight malaria and stuff like that. But it requires them to fuck to do it. Like, did he just release a super horny locust that just went around fucking all the locusts instantly and killing them?
2: Like I what It was instant, bro. It, it, it was instant. I can't make, I can't make minute rice that fast. I can't. I can't microwave oatmeal that fast. And that it was over, bro. It was over in a matter of seconds. It that was it. I I don't know what I could prepare that quickly. I, I mean, in the time it would take me to walk to my refrigerator and grab something to eat, it was over, dude. It was over, and that man was redeemed. So. Uh, but like, yeah. going into this movie, though, like,
0: you can't tell me that if you went to Laura Dern, Ian Michael, or I mean, Jeff Goldblum or Sam Neill and went like, hey, we want to bring you into this. And you're like, all right, cool. Yeah, I'll do it. And they're like, we kind of want to kill you in this movie, though, that any of them wouldn't have been. All right, let's do it. They all would have fucking signed up for it. Get a fucking iconic character and you kill him in your movie. They would have all done it.
1: It would have meant something <laughs> more than what it did, what but they like, did in this movie. Yeah. The
0: Jurassic Park movies follow a very strict pattern of no good character will die in the third act of the movie. The closest you get to that is in the first one when Maldoon gets killed, the hunter guy gets killed by the raptor, yeah. or maybe mm-hmm. Sam Jackson's character. But I like Sam Jackson's theory on that character. I think the guy's name is Jack. Um, but yeah, I like his theory on that character of the character's not dead. He's just running around on the island riding raptors with one arm at this point. Because you never see the man actually die.
1: <laughs> that's true.
0: Um, that's true. All you know is that he lost an arm. That's all you know. Um, But like that's the that's kind of the theory of or like that's my working theory with the Jurassic World movies or any of the movies. No good character dies Once you get to the third act. And so like once you get to the third act of this movie. And everyone's still alive. You're just kind of like. Oh there's no more stakes for the rest of this movie. There's nothing left. Even Henry Wu. Since he now felt sorry. Was a quote unquote good guy. Wasn't gonna die. Nope. Just. Takes all the fucking like air out of the sails when it comes to that you know I mean I hate to be this callous about it but you gotta kill some people with some fucking dinosaurs like that's that's what you gotta do they rolled up into this movie with the lowest body count I think of any of them well okay with the ex- hmm. does this movie have the lowest body count I'm trying to compare it to Jurassic Park 3. But I remember there's all the mercenaries at the one point. They all get killed by the Spinosaurus guy. A couple of them get killed by raptors. And then there's the stepdad at the beginning of the movie. So that actually might have more deaths than this movie. I think more people die from fire locusts in this movie than fucking dinosaurs. It's
2: kind of sad. And if you had had this be a breakout that took place in the city, you could have had hell of death. You could have had a lot of excited scenes. Man. You could have had people trying to seek refuge, and you know the, our our main characters trying to do something about it and trying to capture these dinosaurs. You know, you could have really, tr- you know, trying to help get, you know round up these dinosaurs and try to keep people safe because they kind of know interactions and stuff. You would have had Owen out there trying to help. And you, I mean, you just, uh, man, I just wish they had went a different direction.
0: Man. Think about it, dude. You could have had like a pack of Raptors and Owen's trying to chase them down to find blue, to try to convince her to convince the Raptors to stop it. You know, you could add a scene where a bunch of families are swimming in a lake and then that feather fuck swimming dinosaur could have jumped in, fucking done a cool homage to Jaws. Have some guy swim and just get bump, bumped under the water, then bumped under the water again, and then it's just slaughter. And everybody's running out of the lake. Man, you could have done so much cool shit. And then you still could have done the evil corporation thing, where they're like, "See, we're training some dinosaurs to go kill these other dinosaurs or whatever." And everybody's like, "Yeah, that's how you do it." And then it turns out they're doing it to do some secret other bullshit, and they get exposed. And then that's why all the main characters have to join together to fight with the dinosaurs, to battle the evil dinosaurs, something. Any of yeah. that shit would have been better than the fucking movie we got. Yep. You still could have done a big old fucking rain scene. You could have done another T-Rex fights a monster scene. Like,
2: you could have still done all the shit they did. Mm-hmm. And Clone Girl could have found out about her mom halfway through. <laughs> Then we could have been done with that and now she's just trying to help.
0: Or I don't know just forget the clone shit and ignore the last movie like that that didn't happen and she's just a normal fucking girl in this one that they happen to adopt. That's fine too.
1: Yeah. I'm looking at like the kill count of all the movies. (laughs) Let me go back. So Jurassic Park has 11 that they're listing for the kill count. Um, okay. but there
0: was also barely any people in that movie when you really look yeah. at it, there's not that many people in Jurassic park
1: mm-hmm.
2: yeah. yeah
1: yeah, uh lost world has seventeen fair um fair. Jurassic Park three has
0: nine <laughs> okay. uh, like I said, I didn't think that that would kind of be iffy, yeah
1: mm. uh Jurassic world looks like the most so far has 37
0: about to say yeah, that a lot of people die in that, that movie. Yeah. Yeah. I will say um, this about that that Indominus Rex kills so many people. It just kills so many people.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom has oh, even more it has 42
0: which makes sense because of all the people in that auction. Like so many people yeah. at that house get murdered when the dinosaurs yeah, start escaping.
1: Fair. Um, and they don't have. Oh wait, do they? No, they don't have anything for the newest one yet. But yeah.
0: I don't think it has more than nine.
1: It probably you have doesn't.
0: Like two people that the people die at with... the
1: beginning with the the guy
0: the thing oh see that's that's the thing is how many people die from the fish fuck
1: Mm -hmm. Mm.
0: like how many people die on that boat because of the fish fuck that's the only kind of thing up in the (laughs) air because when they're in maltese only like four or five people die and then when they're in the jungle of the you know the italian it's the dolomite mountains too it's not even the alps it's the dolomites it's on the other side of northern italy um not too many people die there. It's like the 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 bad guy with the dilopaau, and that's really about it. No one else really dies because they don't even really do any containment. I think you're right. All the the most of the deaths happened in in, 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 uh, in Maltese, at the the dinosaur black market scene.
2: Mm -hmm, the black market yep that's where most most of them die that is true i mean the little kids don't even get killed by the locusts
1: yeah
0: that's true in that west texas (laughs) looking wyoming as fuck
1: um i'm looking at a different article it's also nine for the kill count in dominion
2: Well, there you go.
0: See? They even rip off the kill count of, the, the, <laughs> uh, of no, another just, movie. No death. Right. And that's the thing is there's so many people in this movie. At least Jurassic Park 3 can argue. There's not that many people in it. You know?
1: Yeah. You at least get that
0: argument. There's so many people in this movie. Dinosaurs are in a fucking town. There's so many people in this movie. And such little death. Come on. At least Jurassic World got it right. Because they had an open theme park. So all those people dying like. That would be realistic at that point. Also. Like I used to feel bad about one of the people that died in Jurassic World. The assistant. The one that like forgets to take care of the kids. And then they like run away. Like, she gets brutalized when she dies because she gets like piggybacked off like two flying dinosaurs and then they're diving in the water and like drowning her. And then she gets eaten by the it and the Mesiosaurs. you're like, what the fuck did that woman do to somebody? <laughs> like, did yeah, right. she piss off yeah. everybody in that fucking production? It turns right. out they were like, hey, we want to kill your character. And she was like, I want the coolest fucking death there is then. Like she That's was like, fair. no, we're gonna go fucking with it then, like amp okay. it up, and I'm like, okay, all right. She did they they didn't do that because they hated her or something, or they were just harassing her. Right. Like that was her idea to go. She was like, look, like you That's know, cool. if you want to kill me in the scene, like let's go fucking with it.
1: So I'm yeah. like, okay, okay,
0: because she's got one of the most memorable deaths in the franchise. Oh yeah, so. I mean, it's right up there with the lawyer from the first movie. Even Maldoon from the first movie; those are probably the the other most iconic deaths in these movies. Maldoon and lawyer. Ooh, or is it that guy at the very beginning of Jurassic Park? That's a great, great scene.
2: Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, with him, he's trying to reach around that corner, and the 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 Raptors grabbing him or eating him, and they they're trying to pull him, and you see his hand slowly slipping away from that guy that's trying to hold on to him. That was that was
0: cool, and yeah, because it's Maldoon. Maldoon's the one holding him. He's like,
2: shoot her, shoot
0: her. And You just hear all the gunshots as it fades to black, and then it turns out that that didn't kill her because that's still the. The main raptor in the fucking rest of the movie,
1: yeah, it's fucking great,
0: dude. That first yeah. Jurassic Park man, just so many things. Like I said, most of the iconic deaths are in that movie. Like I said, the lawyer on the toilet, you know, Muldoon with the clever girl, even Nedry bumbling around on the fucking things, getting killed by the Dilophosauruses. You know, those are fucking iconic ass fucking deaths, man.
2: That's some good shit.
0: Some good shit. And then, like I said, I'm just guessing about deaths in this last one. Just guessing. And like like I said, you don't even get a death. You get one death for like the last two thirds of a movie. Come on. It's dinosaurs. They're not even just accidentally stepping on somebody. Like some of those fuckers are big. (laughs) And it's just also, how did they get all these dinosaurs that weren't around in the other movies? How are they all of a sudden in this? Where did they come from? The whole point is all these dinosaurs were made on Isla Nublar. And somehow there's just new dinosaurs. They just, they don't think things through, man. I will say this about Fallen Kingdom. Fallen Kingdom's got a legit opening. I do like the opening scene of that movie. That's super good. I'm
1: trying to remember what it is.
0: That's whenever they, they're sending people to go to the island to get like a bone from the Indominus Rex. Supposedly so they could probably like clone it. And so they send the submarine in. Into the lagoon. And oh, okay. then they send yeah. the other okay. guy to control the gates and stuff. And yeah. while they're doing okay. that. The the Mesosaurus. Is kill, like destroys the submarine. And then. A, the fucking T-Rex comes. And fucks up the one. Or like almost fucks up the one guy. And then does fuck up the one guy. And then they're like oh. I guess we're going to fly away. And that's when the Mesosaurus fucking breaks out into Mm -hmm. the ocean that was a super good beginning of a movie but I totally forget why you forgot about it because the rest of the movie is insanely forgettable and uh you know you just want to forget the rest of that movie so I get it but no, that opening of that movie is super solid it totally lies to you about the rest of the fucking movie you're like, man, if the movie's this caliber, all right. Oh, yeah. And it's not. Oh, it's not. Same with this movie. Like I said, I think my favorite scene in the movie is the Mesosaurus in this one. And the rest of the movie does not live up to that either. Ugh. And also, why is the Mesosaurus at the end, like just swimming around with blue whales? it fucking try to eat them. <laughs> it's a fucking carnivore. That
1: was It'd the thing, to like that. Them. That whole thing at the end, too, where they're like, oh, yeah, they got to start learning how to live in harmony. And I'm like, how do they just like suddenly without any sort of hesitation peacefully live with them? Like (laughs) it was just like, oh, well, now they're in the world. So they're just among the animals and like like that wouldn't be them trying to kill them. Like it was just very weird.
0: (laughs) Well, yeah, that scene is the equivalent of like a deer and a wolf learning to live in harmony with each other. Right. Cause they're like kind of comparable in size, you know? And they're just like, Oh, we're going to live in harmony. Now you surely won't attack me, Mr. Wolf. We're the same size. And now we're in harmony. Right. right. <laughs> same with the pterodactyls and the fucking birds at the end of that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like no, the pterodactyls fucking eat them too. Mm-hmm. The only one that makes sense is the triceratops and the fucking rhinos. Sure. They're the same fucking thing. Essentially. Okay, that makes sense.
2: And how are you going to regulate? How could you keep pterodactyls like in a safe environment in any kind of way? Like, how could you regulate? I mean, that's so dangerous. Like this idea that, oh, we just, can not we all just get along or can we all just coexist at the end? Just that was so weird. Like none of that resonated with me. So what are you saying? So- we're gonna get along with clones. We're gonna get along with genetically altered <laughs> beasts. We're gonna get along. I, I didn't. What was it even trying to say? Other than just we gotta coexist. We gotta we survive.
0: We gotta learn to coexist with this being a part of the Jurassic Park franchise is what it was.
2: <laughs>
0: Maybe that's what it was. You just have to learn to accept that this movie exists now. Just and, right. and you saw it because this is the end of the movie. So just accept it.
2: I don't want to.
0: No, it's too late, Justin. It's too late. It's already a part of you. It's inside you. No. Like a pterodactyl and a bird, just one and the same. Obviously, no differences whatsoever. You know, because birds run around and pick up adults all the time. <laughs> and you know birds just go and take down entire planes by attacking them all the time same thing anyway fuck this movie you guys got any more thoughts about it
1: nah. nope
0: Alright, on that note, thank you guys for listening to this episode of the Cinema Slayers Podcast. Check us out on the internet at www.cinemaslayers.com Facebook, we're Cinema Slayers Podcast. Twitter and Instagram, we're Cinema underscore Slayers. TikTok, we're Cinema Slayers Pod. I think I'm going to cut a clip out of this episode, which is just me going, fuck this movie. And it will just be like, Jurassic World Domination Review. Fuck this movie. And that's all the TikTok is. Um, uh, surge us on YouTube, Simon slayers podcast, um, because you can now see our faces. We're now not doing just one static image the whole time. You get to see me, uh, look completely defeated. while when we first start talking about this movie, um, tell your family, tell your friends, tell your friends, family, wait, tell your family, tell your friends, tell your friends, family, tell your family's friends. And most of all, tell those dear sweet mothers because mothers love, I'm waiting on you, Heather. I told you last week I was gonna just start going to you. I even told you I last forgot. week you were gonna forget. And it was Mother. just gonna be me staring at you. Because what do mothers love, Heather?
1: Uh, Ian Malcolm.
0: That's fair. I think it, I get it. I love Ian Malcolm too.
1: <laughs>
0: I get it. So mothers love Ian Malcolm. And uh, shout out to Plug Migo and Mundo Ochoa for our theme song and logos, respectively. Uh, And as I end the TikToks and this podcast and now the YouTube videos, just remember, according to Justin, Moon Knight is the best picture winner. Speaking of Moon Knight, man, he was in that field like Mark Spector was in Moon Knight. Just redeemed. (laughs) Just in the golden amber wheat fields of Egypt. Or whatever the fuck that was in Moon Knight.
1: Cinema Slayers. You remember that time when we said we weren't going to talk about a Marvel movie for the next few episodes?
0: <laughs> yeah, but I did give the caveat if it wouldn't be anytime soon because we I knew Thor was coming up.
1: Yeah, that's that's fair. That is fair. Yeah. But I mean, if you're going to put something
0: up there with the Marvel movies, you would think you'd be able to do that with the Jurassic Park franchise because of how... Iconic, the first one is.
1: I mean, and don't get me wrong, yeah. like, I love, you know, the Marvel movies. I just thought it was funny because there's just always something that we can talk about with Marvel that's going to relate to the movie that we're talking about, too.
0: It's great for analogies because fucking everybody's yeah. seen them.
1: The one, yeah. the one it's to just, hear it's just was an
0: easy go to.
1: Yeah, this was a really oh, good go analogy ahead. for the one you did today.
0: Culminated in Smurfs. Just At least, I, I'm not going to lie, I would have actually loved to see a Smurf fire tornado. I'd love to see that in a movie. You know what I'd never want to see in a movie, even though I've already seen it? A fire locust tornado.
2: Yeah, fuck this What it was that? Say it ain't so, J- JP, say it ain't so. We gotta have another one, JPW, whatever you call it now, JPJW, whatever. The J we need series. Another J, and we gotta finish this right. We gotta you finish. Can't, this you can't right. even
0: say it's a dinosaur franchise anymore.
1: The locust franchise.
0: <laughs> it's a dinosaur <laughs> and locust franchise.
2: Man, don't even say that. I feel so empty inside. Yeah, as you should. Come on, man. Where's they need to make another movie so I can redeem my feelings right now. Nope. I want my redemptive skyline. You know what you might actually
0: you might you might want to watch that you might like is on. Oh, isn't it on Netflix? It's like Jurassic World uh, Cretaceous Camp Camp Cretaceous. Give that a watch. Okay. It's not terrible. It, 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 it's better than this shit. Okay. Um, they actually get into more of some of the stuff. Like it gets into like, uh, what's his name? um, Dodgson getting that Barbasol cam back and stuff like that.
2: Hmm. Okay. I will check it out.
0: Yeah. It's an animated series on Netflix. Like you said, dude, it, it, it honestly captures the spirit of Jurassic Park better than the shit that, like, these last two movies. Oh, and I didn't realize this. Um, Heather will like this. Uh, Stephanie Beatrice is one of the voices on it.
1: Yeah, oh, that's cool.
0: Same with uh mm-hmm. uh, Jenna Ortega, who's been in a oh, lot nice. of movies lately.
1: Yeah, and that Wednesday Addams series coming out.
0: Oh yeah, that too. Yeah, that's cool though. Yep. So no, yeah. Like I said, I've I've watched. I haven't watched all of it, but I've watched some of it. It's, It's really, it's really not bad. So, just keep that in mind. Throwing that out there to you guys. If you want some good Jurassic Park content, watch. I might actually finish that series Yeah, like I said, I just haven't watched all of it. So,
2: yeah.
0: All right, guys, I'm out.